I just can't, I'm, I'm not always looking in one direction. So I gotta like pivot, I gotta like anchor myself around the mic. Mm -hmm. But then or I gotta like keep it pointing. Yeah, just like on the. I'm just, just gonna like keep on the, the mic right here like this. <laughs> just like on that P, that 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 NPR sketch on Saturday Night Live with like. <laughs> they always they lean into. Oh, That's right. I am Derry Marbles with thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> so good, so good. Sweaty balls. Different reference, but still funny. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> do you get that reference? Yeah, it's from SNL. Okay, good. With Alec good. Baldwin. Yes, absolutely. All right, cool. We ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of the Goulet Pen Cast, where fountain pens are still a thing. Yeah. I am Brian Goulet. Yes, I'm Drew Brown. And we're here from Goulet Pens to deliver this casual and informal, tangential and extraneous, superfluous and extemporaneous fountain pen show where we talk about what's going on at the Goulet Pen Company and in our fountain pen lives. In today's episode, it's a nice round 10. I just thought that was nice for people that like those round numbers. Um, but we're going to be talking about overhyped pens that we don't carry, uh, our leadership philosophy, and if we're always this goofy with like real life things around the office when we're off camera. And we're going to play with the new Twisby Swipe, which we got in our hands. Ooh. So we're going to ink it up and we're going to make a little bit of a mess probably and fling parts everywhere, according to Drew. I have not seen this pen in person yet and I'm saving it live for the pen cast. How about that? Pretty pumped about that. That's going to be exciting. First impressiones. I am excited. All right. Do you want to talk about some feedback first off? I kind of do. Let's just kick this feeling, thing It feels like right it's time. Let's, it feels like it's time to talk feedback. Let's feedback. So let's... Uh, so last episode, Brian discussed his hypothetical pro wrestling persona. Um, of course. The, uh, um, whose name is Lumber Jack. Lumber Jack. And yeah. talked about theme songs for the fictional wrestler and we had some good feedback on some even better songs than what we talked about the, fantastic the top contender was a monty python song called uh, uh i'm a lumberjack i think and, and i'm uh, okay i watched i work all night and i sleep all there day. you go i watched it it fits yeah so well done nailed it's, it it doesn't exactly have the hype machine kind of pump behind it that's which true. is that's the only reason i didn't bring it up mm. last time oh so you knew about that oh oh I'm a, i didn't i'm, I didn't I'm, I'm an og monty python fan Are yeah you? Well, i was very familiar oh, the dead parrot sketch and all these things I'm yeah not. i watched faulty towers john cleese i was a big john cleese fan how about that the whole monty python i did not know this yeah. about you oh Holy Grail, that was like every single like band, like bus trip that we ever took, we had to watch that. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm quite familiar How with the Monty Python sketches. Yeah. Okay. Well, there mm -hmm. you go. So that was definitely the front runner. Um, also, I need to uh, make a redaction. I know up until now, everything we've said has been perfectly correct and appropriate. Yeah. And we're a very we reliable everything. source of accurate information. I know. I know. But hey, first time for everything, right? I misused the word haberdasher. I'm so mm. sorry to all of the dashers of habers out there, but a haberdasher is not a hat maker. It's like a random things maker, you know, like well, ribbon, ribbons and bows. Sewing and supplies sewing, yeah. and things like it's that. A milliner makes hats. So. Well, so to be fair, I believe haberdasher, at least in the U.S., is kind of expanded to mean like a, a like gentleman's clothing accessory supplier for like you know ties and things like that so it's it's in the realm i'm not going you know? to say anything else about it because then i'm gonna to have to talk about this again next week and i don't want to do that so sounds good but anyway haberdasher is officially really fun to say it is so i can that understand we can agree with why you were drawn to using that word speaking of which you in the last episode were struggling a little bit with oh, yeah. the 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 memory device on how mm -hmm. to remember stalactites versus stalagmites. Yeah. Um, and 
I got a good one here for you. Yeah. Okay. So, so th- think about insects like um, ants, mites. Perhaps. Okay. When yes. the mites go up, the tights come down. What? What tights? Like your pants. What? What? You pa- you, you drop your pants when the bugs start crawling up them. Who's dropping their pants when there's you bugs are. on them? Because you don't want. I don't drop my pants the when there's bugs. bugs on me. I want pants yeah. on me. No, I don't no, want no, they're, bare skin. They're going. Like, they're, they're they're going. They're going up your. Pants. Like up your legs, legs underneath yes. your pants? The mites. The mites go up, the tights come down. I've never personally been in this scenario, <laughs> so I'm having a hard time relating to it specifically. If if you've got some mites situation going on, you take the pants off so you can, you can uh, address the issue more effectively. So when I told Rachel about this, she was like, oh, you don't even, you're not even using the right words. It's stalactites. Yes, yeah. And stalagmites. Yeah. So it's a stalag is C, which means ceiling. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. And yeah. G, stalag, mites, is on the ground. Yeah, so that was also in So there. she was immediately like, oh, you mean this mnemonic device? And I was like, nope, that's, I was wrong. I said, if you go back and listen to it, I said stalagtites and yeah. stalagmites. I didn't even realize I was saying the wrong word. Yeah, I, I, I remembered that when I was um, correcting the... Uh, uh, Captions. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's yeah. C and being yeah." I was just either wrong way all around. That that's that's a bonus little device. Uh, tights and mites. There you go. If you really might want to use that, it's pretty tight. Yeah. Um. All right. I also posted a question on Instagram about what was the first bottle of ink mm. you ever finished, and mm. got a lot of really great responses. I was really surprised though because most of what everyone said was their first bottle. Yeah. They were on the the, the top brand was Iroshizuku. Really. And that surprised me. I thought it would have been like Noodlers or Noodlers Black or something. But well, Noodlers is a lot of ink. That's a lot to go through. But it wasn't even that brand, though. Like, yeah. oh, you mean like physically? Like volume one. I mean, so is like a Rosh through. I mean, 50 like, mil, that's, that's, that's on the average, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was really surprising. So it's that might, ink. That mean, might be it. what uh, it. it might be indicative of like maybe what someone's first bottle would have been. Huh. I mean, it's a good first bottle to go with. Anyway, I don't know what conclusions need to be drawn from that, but I thought what's it was yours? interesting. What's yours, Drew? Did we talk about this last first time? First ink bottle. You know what? I don't you, know. If have you completed it was, it a was, Lawrence? You've completed it. No, Lawrence. I haven't. It got nasty. Yeah. Well, you used it as long as it was usable, yeah, right? Like I did, you, but it, I had a little left. Same thing with Heart of Darkness. Both Heart of Darkness and El Lawrence, I used and used because it was a big four and a half of Heart of Darkness. Oh, yeah. And I used and used and used and so much. And then at the end of the bottle, I'm like, I had opened it and closed it so, so many times. So you mostly use it, but that's a lot of ink, man. Yeah, I, would, I did I finish. I consider that used. I have yeah. I have finished Noodler's Black, like completely. Okay, me yeah. too, me too. Um, That was you, my you, first, you, Noodler's you, Black. You've probably finished Con Pecky too, right? Um... You know, I don't think I have because I ended up getting a second bottle. Oh. <laughs> and I have one at home and one at work. And nice. I've probably used the equivalent of a full right. bottle. But it's just I split it across bottles, which nice. is what I do. That's what and I do. I just acquire more and then I just have more. I'm everywhere. willing to bet there are some like-minded individuals out there. No, that's not a thing. People aren't continuously buying more ink that they could <gasps> never possibly use in their whole lifetime. That's not a thing. I've seen I think some. I'm unique on that one. I've seen some. Oh, yeah, right. Um, and then one more thing, uh, this wasn't necessarily in the YouTube comments or anything, but, uh, when I was soliciting for questions for today's pencast, I got two folks who asked, Hey, compare this pen and that pen, the, the 823 to the custom 74 mm-hmm. or the, you know, sailor, you know, 1911 L to the S. And I just wanted to remind everybody out there that we do have a super cool thing on our website called the pen plaza, mm-hmm. where we have measured every single pen we have for sale and some that we have had for sale. Mm-hmm on the exact same grid of paper so that you can compare one to the other, physically at least, and see 
um, which yeah. one is longer, shorter, wider, thicker, you know, whatever. So if you do have one that fits your hand really well, compare that one to one that you might be looking to buy, and that can help inform you as far as, you know, whether or not it's going to be comfortable in your hand. So Absolutely. it's a cool tool. Avail yourself of it. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a comparison feature on the product pages on our site if you want to compare, you know, things beyond just, like, what does a pen look like? So if The you're actual trying to tech get idea, specs, the, yeah, the yeah. data's... Exactly. Ink capacity, those types of things. That, the Pen Plaza won't show you. The Pen Plaza essentially just standardized imagery mm-hmm. that shows you what the pens would look like if they were, say, lying next to each other on mm-hmm. a desk, right? And you can choose posted without a cap or capped. Yes. Or capped. Yeah. Capped, posted if it posts, or uncapped altogether. Yeah. yeah. Three different images. Yeah. Sorry. You literally just said that, and I just repeated the same thing. In a different way, but yes. My brain was confused, but here we are. Okay. Here we are. All right, I only have one little bit of feedback because I ran out of time. But what I did get was, I thought, interesting. So um, uh, Kyrus66 said, okay, you can't have those shelves behind you the entire time and not do a bookshelf tour one day. You know, this is an interesting thing, Drew. I have how many videos with different backgrounds and stuff? And Mm -hmm. there's always stuff in the background. One might say the stuff has been exponentially uh, growing. Yeah, definitely. But I'm surprised at how little I get asked about the various things that are in the background. You know, when I look at videos and I see all kinds of stuff, especially things that I'm interested in, like... Drew, I was watching some Star Talk from Neil deGrasse Tyson nice. on YouTube. And Love Star Talk. That man's got some Rubik's cubes in the background there, and I'm, I'm like, not surprised. Hey there, that's pretty cool. But it's like not like organized. Not that this is highly organized, but it's like just like on a desk. Like there's just random crap on his desk. Hmm? He's got some Rubik's cubes, and I was like, two like two of them in the background. Do you like, even cube, bro? Is, yeah, right. So I'm like, okay, that man. Like I get that. That's cool, but I didn't comment on it, so I guess I'm just doing what everybody else does. You just notice it and don't comment. Yeah. I think I was like washing dishes or something. My hands were all wet. But for so real I'm though, not gonna, like go typing, you know. I don't know how you could ever like actually talk about all that. It's so much. It would have to be its own like thing. It'd have to be like a whole segment. You need to go live for like three days. So that's what I want to know. I want to pose the question out there to you all, Pencast community, because apparently we cannot make a video too long for you all. Are you interested in kind of a tour of some of the crap that I have behind me. So that's one thing is to solicit the interest and to see if that was like something you'd be interested in having as a pretty sizable feature. I would move it along enough, but there's a lot of stuff with... Might need to like take... It's all got backstories. Yeah, like you might need to... uh, Well, we could do what we did. I would show everything. You know, like just the main stuff. We could do what we did with the... um, When I would pull random pens out of your uh, collection. Oh, you just like pull random stuff off? And make you talk about it. Okay. We could definitely do do that. that. Most of it has a story. Like, it's all there for a reason. Um, But part of the reason that I wanted to take this question was so I could do a humble brag about this cool new thing that I bought. What is that? Um, So I'm a a cuber, Drew, as you know. So I have wanted for a long time to do Rubik's Cube mosaics, but you have to have a bunch of Rubik's Cubes. So I was like, let me see if, like, anybody's got, like, Rubik's Cube mosaic kits or whatever. So I went on. I think it was eBay. And I found somebody that has um, one that is a YouTube play button. So they like have it packaged together. It's got all these little mini cubes. When I was like, okay, this is like small enough where I could have it, you know, in the background while we do the videos. It's a very loosely justifiable like decoration purpose. But I could like test out like a manageable size mosaic. It's pretty simple. So 
that's what I got. So I just literally it's been in the office here for I think over a week because I was out last week and it's just been waiting here for me. And so now I have all these beautiful little cubes that I'm going to get to play with and arrange into a YouTube play button. That's pretty cool. Isn't that cool? That is pretty cool. So just putting that out there for you all, I'll let you know how it goes. It's not super complicated. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's just red and white, right? Work on it. Well, as you're talking, if I don't feel like listening to you, maybe I'll just start making it and we'll see. Wow. How it goes. You know, just saying. That's really so rude. That's, that's a thing. So I'll be working on that and you'll probably see it in the next Bencast. There we go. Cool. All right. New stuff. I smell some new stuff. We do have some new stuff. Most of my new stuff, because again, because I was out, I've been out like every other week for July. And uh, it's summer. You know, that's what people do. I'm actually taking some time with my family. Imagine that. Beautiful. Which is good because we've only been at home together for a year, but we're going to other places <laughs> with family. So um, one thing that we got is <laughs> I'm going to show you a bunch of things that we don't have now because they all sold, but I kept one. Um, so this is the Platinum 3776 Kinshu. So this is a limited edition. Um, and uh, they've done these a number of times. And it's kind of a cool pattern. I'm going to see if we can get a little closer up shot of it because it's going to be really hard to see from that far away. Um, but anyway, I've been, uh, I've been collecting these 3776 limited editions for quite some time. And this one is kind of crazy looking. So it's got, uh, I don't know, a swirly pattern. What would you call this design, Drew? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but it, it is represented on the box here. It's like, and I'm sure that it has a word. So what we could do is we could say a random word and then have let, let everybody mm. tell us that we're idiots. And yeah. then um, like we can talk about it correctly swirls? next time. Swirls. I don't think anybody will swirls? dispute that. Yeah. There's got to be a word for these. But anyway, so it's a very interesting. It's not just like... Um, an imprint or something like that. It's like cut into the material, very sharp yeah, cuts. Yeah, let's move the paper there. there. Oh, you don't. We don't want to give away the rest of the pencast. Yeah, super okay. secret. So anyway, thirty-seven seventy-six, same nib, you know, platform. That's not the right word. Whatever format. There we go. As the as the normal thirty-seven seventy-six is, but it's just it's mainly the body that's different, um, and it's got kind of a like I don't know reddish orange kind of color. Would you call it that? Reddish Maybe orange? a little it orange. It's pretty red. I'm. I guess I'm. I'm I looking it, at the box in the background. That looks really red. I mean, it's Does translucent, it orange? Yeah. red, which you know I mean, makes it a little less red. Carillion, maybe, perhaps. I don't know what that means. We'll call it carillion, because that's what I'm going to call it. Carillion. Carillion. That's like a. Isn't that a thing? Is that? Am that's I, like a Star Wars. Am planet? I way off on that? Are well, you thinking carnelian? Carnelian? No. No. Carillion. Carillion. That's a now I'm doubting myself. Corillia is a planet in Star Wars. I do know that. <laughs> Corillian? Is that a planet? Corillia. And someone who no, is no, no, from no. Corillia is Corillian. I believe Han Solo is Corillian. I don't know. I, know. I, I don't know Star Wars well I think enough. The Millennium Falcon's Corillian. Anyway. What am I thinking about? It's a pretty pen. Anyway. It's a red. Reddish it's a orange. red pen. Um, and then I also have the Lamy 2000 Brown. Oh. Which we did talk snap. about. I actually have one. They sold. All the ones that we had sold. Mm-hmm. So I'm now showing you again something. Oh, the 3776s, those are gone for now. We're getting restocked in October, which is kind of a long wait. But we will get more. So we did, took some good photographs. And, uh, you know, we can answer whatever random questions people might have. Absence makes the heart grow um, fonder. But Drew, I thought it would be fitting to look at this together. Look at that since beautiful you're brown. you're such a fan of brown and I have been... You We've know, got two beautiful perhaps, brown things perhaps, at the table right now. Perhaps properly, I have been um, called out for my 
mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. brown shaming, mm-hmm. Drew. Mm-hmm. So thought I would just kind of show this together. Look at Again, that. That is a nice brown. I think it's like a bronze. I think these are gone. Like, I don't think we're going to get any more of no, these. No, they're gone. So this really is just a tease. Um, okay. So there we go. It's got a nice kind of like brushed look to it. Yeah. I mean, it's like paper wrapped cardboard, but it does kind of look a little bronzy. I love it. Lummy logo in there. They, they do a good job with their packaging. I will say that. A little foam disc. Mm-hmm. I know you, you like little Multiple purposes. Yeah. You can like, I don't know. What would you use that for? Oh, so many things. Yeah. I don't know. We don't even have time. Don't, we don't, don't even can't have time even, I can't even it. tell you right no, now. Your brain would melt. Um, so I don't, okay, a little pat. I, again, I've not seen this at all. Man, your ring is loud, Drew. You are just like well slamming it down. So our got, mics got, are hovering, so it's okay. I got, a, I got a silicone ring here. That's what it's like. So it's just like. This is my only defense cool. well, against assailants. Enough. All right, so it's uh, got a bunch of information and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. Neat. Neat. And then. Book. Look at this. Book is book. This is book. <laughs> nice 30 rock deep cut on that one. Okay. Notebook. Ooh, interesting. Some little graph mm-hmm. texturization. We got some grid happening. Going on there. A little uh, pen loop. You like pen loops on notebooks? How do you feel about those? Uh, I feel like it's just kind of like you're living life on the edge. Literally. Got, like a, a nice pen hanging off the edge of the thing. Yeah. I mean, 2000 is pretty durable, though, yeah, so I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know what this is. What is this, Drew? That's information. Oh my gosh! Wow, so it's like this whole wrap. Oh, it must it's have got a background of the designer. It. Yeah, oh. I guess the designer has designed other things. So Lamy likes to collaborate with designers who don't specialize in pens, like the gentleman who did the Ion. Exactly. So they they you know obviously it would be easy to go with somebody who knows pens really well, but they like them. They they feel that it brings something interesting. So. Um, a lot of German happening, but there's some English too. So, mm-hmm. again, kind of a collectible. It's got a lot of background about the designer uh, and, you know, other things that he's designed. So that's Neat. cool. What's and this? Then, got a nugget here. I got a, I think it's one of Glenn's. hanging out? Glenn's oh, stickies. Yeah, maybe use my pen photograph. Okay. Got the book in there. And then the pen is chilling over here. This is the first I've seen it in person. So we'll go for some raw reactions here. Okay. Okay. I actually mm-hmm. have my... My daily carry 2000 over here, so obviously dimensions and everything's are all the same. Oh, I like the clip, Drew. That's lovely. It's going to scratch know. up easily, though. You think so? I mean, I don't any, know. anything that. It's that, shiny. Yeah. It's shiny. I like it, though. Kind of that bronze. Oh, no, look. it's fantastic, but okay. I would be afraid of scratches. See, it's got the stainless grip, mm-hmm. though, so you get kind of a two tone metal. I like the side of the uh, clip, too. It's like a little bit of a different finish. It is, and it's got the number on the side there. Nice. What yeah, number so is yours, Brian? I don't know that I should say <gasps> because it's like my number, right? Okay. Uh, I have number 1559 <gasps> out of 3,300. That was a good year. Was it? Yeah. What happened in 1559? So many things. I don't, have time, to, I don't have time. Can you name anything that happened I mean, in 1559? We can either talk about that or I can talk about how many things I would do with I think you should do this. both. We got all day here, Drew. Well, in 1559... <laughs> You're just going to kind of trail off and leave it there? Things. Things happen. What was generally happening in 1559? What was that? The, that was the... That was the... The the Renaissance was kind of starting then, right? Wasn't I, that the... Uh, don't, don't, don't do this. Depends where you are. We're going to... We are... We're... No. We're quickly... No. Quickly getting out of I'm our I'm not going to say anything. Come on. Assassin's Creed's not going to help you out here, Drew? It's got to give you something. Mm-mm. Man, this is a lot. So, do I have to like... 
carry this thing around and then every time I need to use yes. my pen, unpack this whole thing? Yes. That is officially your EDC box now. Okay. Fair enough. All right. I think we've talked about that enough. What else did I have? Oh, Lamy Studio Black Forest yeah. is finally here. We had to remind Drew that we did not already have this pen. <laughs> I thought this thing was launched weeks ago. So we got we got the samples in. We shot the full video on it, launched the video in advance, and I guess in Drew's mind, that was like, all right, cool. Ancient this, history. This pen is now a thing, and I can move on to the next. Move on with my life. But we hadn't actually received the shipment of pens to sell. So uh, we have those now. You can check them out on goodthepens.com, extra fine through medium nib. We got a whole video on that. We'll put a link somewhere. And it's still a mystery maybe. as to whether or not it is green or gray. It's not green. It's green. It's not green. It's definitely green. Oh, my gosh. Tiny bit. A little bit. In the right light. If you squint and you believe it to be green. <laughs> it's like a fairy. Yes. It's, it's like Tinkerbell. <laughs> yes. It's like Tinkerbell. If everybody claps, the pen will be green. <laughs> anyway, um, one thing I've been messing around with this week, Brian, are the Private Reserve Infinity inks. Ooh. And those... Is that oh, what that means? Because I just saw Printfinity inks and, uh, you know... A Printfinity! Yeah, PR. That's what Infinity. we're going to be calling Print, it now. The Printfinities. So, Private Reserve has come out with inks that allegedly mm. just kind of don't dry out or don't allow your pen to dry out. Is that what the Infinity is meant to represent? Yeah, infinity is not really, like, Infinity... But I mean, can you really advertise anything as infinity? I feel like that's a bold claim. It is because eventually we will all meet our ends at the heat death of the universe. But yeah, like, um, I mean, apart infinity. from that, they're pretty cool. So I did test them. Uh, I wrote with uh, this pen actually. Um, wrote Ooh. with the ink every hour, and mm. it wrote just fine, uncapped. So I left my pen uncapped. Uncapped. And wrote with it after an hour. Did a couple lines, let it sit for another hour. Did a couple more lines, let it sit for uh -huh. another hour. And it started up every time. Huh. So I don't think that, like, you, you, I also left it overnight and also left it over the weekend. That didn't work. It definitely dried out. But Because if, you, weren't, you, you weren't writing with it on an right, so, intermittent basis. So as far advertise. as infinity goes, I think that if you're writing with it regularly, okay. then the feed, and if the feed's continuing to be primed and if things are flowing, then, okay. yeah, it seems pretty legit. There are 25 bucks, so... A pricier bottle of ink, yeah, it's but, not it, but it does insane, a thing. It's got yeah. like a feature to it. So it's slightly larger too, right? It's a 60, 60 mil bottle, I think. I think no, it's a normal PR bottle, so fifty. Okay. They're fifty, right? The big. I thought it was a little bit. No, it's a little bigger. I think it's a little bigger. It's really. I think. Uh oh. No, I'm not sure. They look the same to me. Yeah, I feel like I should know, but I don't. Wow. So this pen, look it up. My Monteverde Innova, kind of doesn't have the best capping, so it dries out um, after a couple days of not use. But I've been using the Infinity inks, Infinity Turquoise, and it's been writing really well. So my suggestion is if you do want to drop the 25 on these inks or one of them and wish to resurrect a pen that maybe you don't use very often because the cap is not the best at sealing, then the ink would be great for you because it has been great for me. So based on my experience, it's pretty cool. They come in turquoise, black, Blue, red, green, and purple. So, purple, purple. Like yeah, and I also got a chance to check out the sailor mm -hmm. king of pen, ebonite. King of pen or king of pens? King of pen with a s in parentheses. It's 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 called different things depending on where you are. It is. I like calling it king of pen. It sounds more Japanese. It does sound yeah. Sixty mil is the normal. 
PR bottle. Okay, so it is the same, but you were right about the 60. Yeah, it's Great. It's, it's larger than your average bottle of ink. But not larger than your average private reserve bottle of ink. I believe that is the case. Sure. Okay, we're both right. Love it when that happens. Let's do that. Anyway, it's a cool pen. It's the King of Pens 1911 style rounded. King of Pen. <laughs> rounded edges. And I like the nib a lot, Brian, because it is a, two, is a two-tone nib, mm. but generally it has the um, kind of rhodium plating with the kind of gold outline up at the top. Right, this one right. has the outline and the anchor. Ooh. Yeah, so the anchor's gold. Ooh. I don't think we have any other pens that do that, so That's it looks really pretty neat. special. It does. It looks That's really slick. Special. Really yeah. slick. It's $1,700, so not, um, not a... That's a no, penny. That's a penny. That, that's yeah. you have to think about that purchase. Yeah. But it's a beautiful, beautiful pen, and uh, I was yeah. very, very, very lucky. We to have very few of them. Very few of them, but they also They're have the Naganata Togi nib, which yeah. is a blade shape that allows you to write in uh, different line widths depending on your height approach, and your kind of on angle your, on your yeah, yeah on your your landing approach. Yes, indeed. Um, we've never had a Naganata Togi in this size of nib. We've also never had an Ebonite King of Pen. Or an Ebonite Sailor at all. Uh, I think you're right about yeah. that. I'm I don't, trying I don't, to think now. I, I think have an excellent memory, and right. I don't recall that. <laughs> yeah. Drew and I, you know us with the memory things. Okay. Still pretty cool. Yes. I haven't seen that pen in person yet. I need to I need to do that. Oh, no. I When I opened it, I had to... It was like in plastic. Oh. I was like a surgeon with oh, that Oh, see, thing. they... Yeah, they really... I was very proud of myself. I was really bummed well. that no one was watching me, because it was meticulous. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> A ninja. It was amazing. Wow. wow. I was very proud of myself. Good job, Drew. Yeah, well, hey, somebody's going to be very happy with that. Imagine thing. it in my mind's eye. That's right. All right. Hey. Well, speaking of like a surgeon, let's get into some of these Q&A questions. Like a surgeon. <laughs> All nice. right. You are like a deep cut on the references today. That was a Weird Al Yankovic song parody of Like a Virgin by uh, Madonna. For those of you who don't know, Drew and I bonded over Weird Al way back in the day. This man had some Weird Al albums. I did. Some Weird Al albums. Harvey the Wonder Hamster. Mm-hmm. Real throwback That's there. Right. Anyway. My, my son, uh, in his ukulele class, is learning um, the Lola parody, which is <gasps> Yoda. That's a good one, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm ready for him to learn about the song Lola, so we're just going to stick with Yoda for now. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, Q&A. Little fun fact, Drew. I actually have an accordion in my possession. <gasps> you know what I want? I, I can't want really play it, but I have. It's one. not called an accordion. Help me on this, but it's one of those like little pirate accordions that only have like yes, a few buttons. That's called something different. I want one of those so bad. What are those called? I just want to be that guy that always has one of those with him and just can like break it out and just go to go to town, get somebody jigging. Jigging? Yes, I want that to be like a superpower where I like do my pirate accordion and everybody just. Has to jig. Oh, it's like a, like Pied Piper, but with human beings. Wow, that's a that, that would be a that would be a superpower. All right. <laughs> okay. Q and A. Yeah. So, Massa Rasa Rasa Rasatan asks why GPC people don't use Mont Blanc and Waterman pens. Are they overhyped? Lots of question marks going on here. I like to think of GPC people as like. We're some kind of like cave people. Yeah, what's wrong with you? They're like <laughs> you people. Um, all right, Drew, you got thoughts? Um, well, as far as we know, we haven't you know revisited this in quite a long time. But as far as we know, we do not qualify to retail Mont Blanc pens. We don't. So that's just not a that's kind of a non-starter. So ironically, we are required to have a physical brick and mortar presence. So there in you order go to sell the brand. Yeah. Now I've not 
reached out to them proactively. Yeah, it's not and something asked since COVID has active. hit whether they're still kind of abiding by that same policy. Um, but as of the last time I talked to them, it was a very definitive. I talked to somebody pretty high up, and they said, "Hey, yeah, we'd love to sell to you, but you need a physical store." And we were like, "Well, that's not happening." What about like a lemonade stand out front? If you need like, like I could, I could. If you need you, like a certain a certain display with marble floor and like it's like a very kind of a specific that's thing. a really nice lemonade stand it would be a really nice lemonade stand All what right. about like a food truck yeah like there a we pen, go like a pen truck a Mont Blanc, a Mont Blanc truck. pen truck you could like roll out some marble there we go or something i don't know <laughs> I love that. We could, we could get creative, right? <laughs> yeah, like so no, we don't have anything against Mont Blanc at all. In fact, we, we love them. We both own Mont Blanc pens ourselves and have a yeah. you know very high opinion of them. It's just not something that is uh, possible for us right now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we got different goals at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Waterman, we did used to sell Waterman products. Uh, we sold their inks and maybe dipped our toe into a pen or two, but really the, the demand just did not continue to be there for us. So mm-hmm. um, we chose not to no longer carry the products, and that was years ago, and we really haven't had a strong request to we that, get, w- that would, you know, a few people every now and then. about them, yeah. Yeah, like, hey, do you have Waterman Blue? No. And it's like, okay, cool. Okay. So it's never, been not, it's never been, like, compelling enough. Mostly it's curiosity. People yeah. are like, hey, you know, this is an iconic brand. Why don't you care? And be like, oh, people don't really ask us about it much. And they're like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And that's about all it ever goes. Yeah, and, you know, you could you could draw some parallels between, you know, Schaefer and Cross and Parker as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of other brands, but... We have carried all these brands yeah. in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and this is, you know... Yeah, they kind of hover around that area where there's interest in, in a sort of way because it's this legacy interest um you yeah know, all, are, all of these they're bands they're iconic brands. brands like yeah. yeah the modern fountain pen would not be what it is without cross and, and and waterman and you mm-hmm. know these these other ones um you know however i think most of their focus is is you know spread out in different places you know yeah. i think you know certainly some of these and they're heavier into like the rollerball pens mm-hmm. and i think specifically like cross and, right. and and ones like that they're more iconic in that kind of realm uh so this is not as much of a focus. They haven't really done that much, you know, new, really exciting stuff in the fountain pen side of things. So it just hasn't been something that a lot of people have been banging on our doors for. Yeah. But and as far as whether or not they're possible, overhyped, like can, um, I, I definitely don't think they're overhyped. I think they're no, hyped I, accordingly. I, yeah. I think they're appropriately hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. All right. Elizabeth by email said, did Dante Del Vecchio draw inspiration for the design of the Peniter Metropolis pen from the 1927 movie by Fritz Lang of the same name? Uh, We haven't specifically spoken to Dante about whether or not he did, but there is mm-hmm. a lot of good evidence that he did indeed. Very possible. Yes. He yeah. he names almost all of his stuff after movies. Like movie things. If you pay attention, yeah. There's Movies Back, are, to, there's yeah. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future. There's mm-hmm. Avatar. Mm-hmm. There's Full Metal Jacket. Yep. Um, there's uh, La Grande Ballette, so that was a movie. Um, oh, yeah. And then there was uh, there's a new one coming out that we can't talk about yet, but that's also named after a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of those books that we didn't advertise the books as this, but if you, uh, and we only have like one available, we're, they're getting phased out. But yeah. uh, Penider does make journals, and if you look mm-hmm. on the back of the journals, they're called stuff like straight up like Paul Newman and things like that. So Like names of actors and yeah, stuff. We, yeah, we were like, that's not relevant. They were called the to, Hollywood journals. Yeah. Yeah, and it had the so, Hollywood sign basically on the front of the thing. Yeah, the one was the Green Mile. Yeah, um, that's so, right. That's right. So probably. A lot, a lot of movie inspiration there. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. 
So yeah, we don't know specifically whether that exact movie was the inspiration, but yeah, it would make sense. It's likely. All right, Drew. Next one. All right. Well, Brian, let me ask you about something that Florence on Instagram asked us. I'm ready, Florence. So Florence asks, what are some of your philosophies and practices around the way you manage your company? You guys are so laid back, sometimes it's easy to forget that you're both managers. It's hard to imagine you guys disciplining an employee or running a meeting, although no one doubts you're bloody good at it. Some people have said that they've worked for 20 years and they've never been yelled at before. In that sense, what does your leadership look like? Full disclosure, I'm no longer a manager. I recently took a new position within the company this year. Um, But I was for most of my 10 years here. Yes, yes. And it was Um, not a demotion. No. Just in case you're wondering. No, no, no. It was, uh, no, more of a specialty role. But yeah, I mean, we've both had plenty of leadership and management and plenty of uh, places where we've needed to be a lot more serious than we tend to be on this podcast, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I've, I absolutely still get awkward when I have to do disciplinary stuff. Like, it is not comfortable. And it's, I'm not that <laughs> type of person that can just dive into it. Like, it's awkward, you know. And I've actually told my team in the past, don't make me do this, please, because it's going to be really uncomfortable for both of us. Like, trust me, you're not going to enjoy it. Not because you're getting yelled at, but because you're going to see me with my mouth drying up, like just drinking water and just like, this is awful. It's just, I'm not that you bad. You might be dramatic a I am. I'm, I'm dramatizing it, but it is, it is something, it's, it is a hurdle to get over for sure. And um, I, you know, you know, with Brian's help, you know, any leader mm-hmm. at our company is encouraged to not just fit into a mold, but to, you know, find out what strengths you do have and then use those strengths to become the type of leader that both fits with the company's values Mm -hmm. and can be utilizing the strengths that you have and then, of course, can develop. So, um, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, to go along with kind of what you were saying, Drew, to give you a little bit of credit, you know, many, many good leaders will say you should never be too comfortable when you're having to enter into disciplinary type situations. You should certainly never enjoy right, it yeah. because then you're probably like not doing it well and making it way too uncomfortable for the other person. You know, I think there's a natural discomfort with, you know, these disharmonious types of situations. Um, but I would say in general, like in terms of our philosophies, you know, kind of as a company, a lot of it has to do with being just really authentic being, you know, we, we are big on having constructive conflict. Mm-hmm. So a big part of it is we try to talk about things before they become like a big, huge thing yeah. that's not this like passive aggressive swept under the rug kind of thing. So we try to be really clear about everybody's expectations. You know, that starts from the hiring process that starts with, you know, job descriptions. And we do regular meetings, you know, one-on-one meetings and regular check-ins. We do annual and semi-annual development reviews. So there's a lot of conversation going on on a regular basis with every team member about, you know, what is expected, both on the leadership side and, you know, for every individual performer, you know, of, you know, are they getting the support that they need or from a leadership standpoint? Are they, you know, being held accountable for the things that they're expected to do? Are they still enjoying it? Is it meeting their life and career goals? Is there training that they want to do? You know, all these types of things. We had these on, you know, kind of regular conversations. So I think that helps a lot, you know, when we're talking about it regularly, because then it's not, you know, nine months go by and somebody had an expectation that something was supposed to happen and nobody's ever talked about it. Yeah. Or something happened, you know, seven months ago and you don't get told it until you get (laughs) evaluated and you're like, yeah, sorry, we're only going to give you a, you know, 
you know, a nickel raise, you know, on your yeah. annual salary because this thing happened. Well, yeah, why didn't you, you tell me? At, I could have fixed it yeah, you back look, in February. You looked but, at me funny and never apologized back on February 23rd. So you're not going right. to raise. Yeah. So we talk about this in our weekly, in our weekly check-ins, <laughs> our weekly one-on-ones with everybody. So there's really, there should not be any surprises when those, you know, more big meetings do happen. Yeah. And obviously when we're doing these types of videos, you know, y'all are one specific type of audience and this is one type of context for how we are, you know, more or less behaving or portraying ourselves. You know, just as if you are, you know, talking to a stranger you've never met before, it's going to be somebody different who than who's a member of your family that you know intimately. Or if you talk to your parents, it's going to be different than the way you talk to your kids, right? So like you can be your authentic self and still behave or talk about different things depending on the context of the situation. So for us, you know, myself specifically, obviously representing the whole company and, and everything we do with everything that I am and everywhere I present myself, you know, I can also be kind of goofy, the, you know, the pen guy we're doing the video stuff. But at the same time, when we're talking about things like COVID stuff and, you know, all these like really serious things that are going on in our company, I'm going to have a different tone and I'm going to have a different, As you should. different vibe. As you should. Yeah. I'm not just this like total goofball. Um, but at the same time, so it's like I play with my kids and I'm really goofy. But then when something serious happens, I get very serious with yeah. my kids. So, you know, we, we, we turn different parts of that on and off. But I think the biggest thing is we're huge on trust. Um, we're huge on, you know, having a personal relationship with you know, everybody in our company to each other as peers across the company, but certainly with anybody who's in like a, a direct report type relationship. It's really important to have that that trusting relationship built. That way, when you do need to talk about things that are real, you can do that in a way that, that feels natural and that everybody feels safe in order to do so. So it takes a ton of time and effort to make that happen, but it's so worth it because then when you do have to get to the real stuff, you can you can actually get there and, and be constructive about it. Yeah, and our leadership team also has very specific things that you know we talk about in terms of leadership strategies, development, and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, anybody ever feels like they're already the best leader they can be. That does not happen. It's a continuous state of improvement. And one of the things that has been focused on is being able to deliver feedback, be it constructive or even, you know, compliments in the method, in the method that that specific person would prefer to receive them. One person might receive one person might love to be called out for doing something great in front of everybody. One other person might hate it. So mm-hmm. you have to figure that out. And then, of course, constructive feedback goes the same way. Yeah. One person like doesn't care. Yeah, just let me know when I do something wrong. However, one person's like, no, take me aside in this sort of context because you want to be able to actually reach that person, be it a compliment or criticism. Like you want it to get through. And some people just let things get through different ways. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very individualized approach that we take. Absolutely. Um, but one one kind of thought I'll leave as we finish this topic is, um, you know, I've, I've used John Maxwell's uh, concept of the five levels of leadership as a really good, you know, way to think about, you know, really what leadership is. And, I, and I'm thinking about this myself constantly. Um, and I'll kind of summarize it briefly. Uh, the first level of leadership is, is position. So basically you have the title and that's about it. You know, think of like the whatever. We've all had one shift, of those. The shift manager at your first fast food job or whatever. Oh, yeah. You know, they, usually there's like a power trip involved with it. Oh, but, yeah. You know, a quarter, an hour raise and all of a sudden they rule your life. Okay, okay. Um, am I hitting too close to home, Drew? Um, Move on. <laughs> uh, the next one is permission. So this is where you like, okay, you have the title, but also you understand the people that, you know, you have your reporting relationship with that, that, okay, 
you have more responsibility. It is part of your role to lead them. And that means different things. And there's kind of a respect there. So that's, that's level two. Level three is um, uh, performance. So that's where, you know, you've got the trust and everything built, but then it becomes about, okay, we have some, some results that we actually need to focus on. We have goals we're trying to achieve, and that's where you're, you're setting longer-term, more strategic things in place. Uh, and so then the whole team is supported by that leader who is actually helping them to achieve some actual results. So not only – think of it kind of like a little bit of Maslow's hierarchy kind of thing. There's a bit of a vibe there with the five levels of leadership. Um, so we're kind of more in that middle place. We're through the safety and now we're getting to more like achievement type stuff. Um, the fourth one, I can't remember. They all start with P, but I can never remember what the fourth <laughs> P word is, but it's basically where you start to uh, be able to train other people to lead. So think about if you're a, a manager and you're building up a lead or an assistant manager or something like that, you're actually kind of training you know, you've got everything so solid and the team respects what you're doing, you're achieving results, but then you're, you're starting to then duplicate that, right? You're delegating more and you're building up others. Mm-hmm. That's level four. And then level five is much more ethereal, but it's more about what you represent. So you are, you know, think about, uh, gosh, I'm thinking like Gandhi, right? Or somebody like that. That's sort of the values come into play. Right? Yeah. Very strong values. But like, even if you never come into contact with that person, just because of their style of leadership or because of what they represent, there is kind of a movement or an affiliation and association that people have with that person because of how strongly, you know, they've, they've led and had those values. That's, that's pinnacle is the fifth thing. I can, I can't remember the fourth one. I don't know why, but those are the five levels. So level five obviously is like the ultimate that you're trying to achieve. Very few right. people really even can, but it's something good to strive for. So if you're new into leadership, be thinking about those five levels and you basically, you have to work your way up all five levels and pretty much any new company you go to, any new situation you get into, you're, you're kind of starting over. You don't just like jump in at level three, you know, you have to, you have to build your way up. So, um, it's come very natural for me to be thinking about it like that because literally we had to build this company from nothing and yeah. I had no prior experience with leading, managing, et cetera. And so, um, I've had to claw my way up a little every step of the way. Well, one thing that you've always mentioned, you know, you know, I, I was the first manager you hired. And right. one thing you've always put across is that, you know, and this is the true with any member of the company, not just somebody that is in a leadership position. Mm-hmm. If you help others be better, you will be recognized the same or to a greater degree if than if you were just helping yourself. And I, that's that's mm. been different than any other company I've worked at because yeah. I, it, there's been a focus on like, you get better, you achieve for you, like a sales position or something like that. Like you get your numbers up, you get your numbers up. But here it's like, if you take care of yourself, yeah, sure, definitely do that. But if you help others, then, you know, that's that's the best. Yeah. And that's, you know, like climbing that ladder. Yeah. Ladder. I like to think of it that way. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. So that's the you. short version. Thanks for that question, Florence. <laughs> that was kind of cool. All right, let's see. This is from Little Fragments Softy. I don't know, the name is cut off. So Little Fragments, I'll just call you Little Fragments. Uh, Will you be attending this year's DC Fountain Pen Show, which will be happening this coming weekend? Oh my God. So uh, the answer is yes and no. (laughs) Yes for Drew, no for me. There you go. I will be there. Next question. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, It's a weird one this year, right? So like last year... Basically, all pen shows were canceled yeah, no, because of COVID. Yeah, no show last year. Um, this year, some pen shows have been happening. Others haven't. And now you've got like the Delta variant with COVID is picking up a little more steam in the U.S. And it's still very real in many parts of the world. And, and it's just there's a lot in question. So it's kind of touch and go with 
all things yeah. gathering of people yes. uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, so, you know, I know that's that's actually not the reason why I'm not going. <laughs> I, have a, I have a personal conflict that just doesn't work out for me this year. But this will be the first year since 2009 that the DC show has happened that I have not attended. So a little mixed feelings about that. But at the same time, it's like it is still kind of a weird year to yeah. be there. So, you know. What are your feelings, Drew? Because I know you're you'd, you'd planned to go several weeks ago, and now. Um. Yeah. Well, I went to the Raleigh show, and that was a smaller, more regional show, mm-hmm. and normally less packed than it was. There was a lot of people there this time, more mm. than normal. Um. But still, it was fine. Um. So yeah, that one didn't. You know, I was also like the first pen show. Yeah, since yeah. everything started. So DC down. is more of an international show. So yeah, typically, I guess yeah, I am feeling a little weird about it mm. because I know it's going to be a lot of people there, but. Do you think there's going to be more people there than usual? Because I, don't, I, I think I think yes, because of what I saw in Raleigh. Yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. Is like because I mean, for us, frankly, we've had less visitors on our website. We've been slower mm. right now. Like it's actually interesting. We are we are slow. We've slowed down quite a bit this summer. Um, you know, even slower than last year because I think so many people are actually going and doing stuff. Mm. You know, and they're able to travel. They're able to do some things. Obviously, that's going to vary quite a bit depending on where you are. But uh, yeah, I just I have no idea what yeah. to expect. But you know, DC's got a good sized lobby, and um, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay the night at the hotel. So there will always be retreat options if I feel overwhelmed or anything like that. So I'm, yeah. not, I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, yeah, I can you can always, use your judgment. I can always escape. Yeah, we're not doing anything like in an no. But I'll be there. Official so capacity. Say hi. Week. You know, pull me aside. You know, yell yeah. my name at the top of your lungs, or just. Say, hey, butthead, I'll turn around for that, too. Oh, wow. Okay. People really... Now everybody's going to say that to you. I watch a lot of Back to the Future, so I just appreciate the reference. (laughs) Nice. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. So you'll definitely have to tell us all about it once you get back from that. I will most likely be wearing a very subtle shirt. Oh, I bet. Do you own a subtle shirt? Yes. I can't remember the last time I saw you in a subtle shirt. I wore a plain blue uh, short sleeve Henley this week. Did you? Yeah, just, you know... I mix it okay. up. Mix, mix it up. I mix it up. Your 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 plain shirts are your loud shirts because when all your shirts are loud, then none of them are loud, right? <gasps> anyway, what awful okay. gold on Instagram mm. asks us: Are you able to accurately predict how well a fountain pen or ink sells? Any recent surprises? Uh, yes, I just. Uh, hook up to my precog Ooh. and in uh, Minority Report reference there. All I can picture is Garrett from uh, Community laying in a oh. kiddie pool. Yeah. Well, I believe that was a Minority Report reference. It was. Reference. It definitely yeah. was. But it's funny that, that the reference in my head goes up in front of the actual movie itself yes. because I've watched too much Community. And nice little tie-over from the previous question. Minority Report was set in D.C. So, you know... That movie's like 20 years old now at this point. Isn't that crazy? And we still don't have floating computer screens. What's up with that? Come on now. I want, I want on to control it. computer. They always have floating computer screens. They I do it control, in Iron Man too. I want to control 3D holograms with my hands and like do things like that. that sounds on. so cool. Jeez. That must exist somewhere. Get That's got to be a thing. Somebody just, please. Oh, well. Okay. Well, um, it's a complicated question and... In short, the answer is mixed. I would say it depends. We try. We do try. <laughs> and even if you think about like a fountain pen, like what does that even mean? Because oh, there's, never, there's never just like one 
skew of a fountain pen. Okay, all right, fair enough. You know enough. what I mean? Like, it's not just like one color, one nib what size. What is a fountain pen? Well, I mean, no, it's like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to get like ethereal about the question, but no, really, it's like, usually what happens is there's a blend. Like, okay, yes, sometimes you can summarize and say like the, I don't know, well, like the Lamy 2000 brown, right? That was one pen. There weren't that many of them. So when they all sell out, you can say, yeah, that pen sold well. Or I was surprised by how well that one sold. Right. Because when we had the blue Bauhaus pen. Right. Which is the last. We did We did a lottery and I re- we, everybody we would put, put their name in and I reached out to all the winners yeah. and half of them was like, yeah, no, never mind. I don't yeah, actually I want mind. that. I was like, really? Oh. So I had to reach out to the next person. They're like, uh, yeah, no. And then the next person, like, oh, sure, I'll take it. Like, how many people do we have to go through? I don't know, but it was, it was a all, bunch. So that yeah. was my first experience. So then the the brown came along. I'm like, I don't know what that thing's gonna do. And yeah, then we were like, we're sold not, out. We're not doing a lottery again. That was too much. It sold out super fast. I was like, oh my god, okay, okay. It like, surprised we me. Should have done that with the blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm right there with you. I think sometimes it depends a lot, um, but. Again, there are a lot of factors. Sometimes the factors are inside our control. A lot of times it's outside. I think like community awareness in general is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Like, is this a pen that people even know exists? Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, what kind of hype or excitement is there around a given pen? Um, I think the time of year can make a difference too. You know, like this time of year, generally, we don't expect things to blow out because there's just there's less traffic on our site. More people are distracted with other things. There really aren't a lot of like strong holidays or anything like that that people yeah. are kind of shopping around. Um, you know, people are thinking more like vacations and stuff. So they're saving up, they're budgeting, they're maybe not blowing it on pens. Um, so so that can, can come into play. Um, I think like the supply availability is a huge factor as well. Um, like for us with the, the 3776 Kinshu, which did sell better than I thought it would. Yeah. It's a, it's being honest. It's kind of an expensive 3776. Yeah. We didn't have a ton. Of, we ended up getting like 12% or something of what we had ordered. Mm. Like it just, we got so few based on what we anticipated that they all sold really quickly right. and we're not getting restocked until October. But so, does that make it a surprise seller? It's like, eh, it probably wouldn't if we had what yeah. we ordered. Exactly. So the, the question does have to be nuanced for quite a bit. And then, of course, how much effort do we put into promoting it and so on? Like the Kinshu, we photographed it ourselves, but they all sold before we actually published our own photographs. So all we had were yeah. stock images that were really nothing to brag about. Uh, and so that that did surprise me because of all this context. But like, it's not going to come up on any of our sales reports as like a most mind-blowing pen because the supply was so limited. So um, the Diplomat Elox too. Yeah, that did well. That surprised me because I just didn't know what to expect. It was kind of like an arrow, but different. But that those all sold. And I, I guess we're getting more, but I don't really know. That's yeah. another supply. Thing. That was a surprise. Right? Um, I would say on, this, on this, the side of things that didn't sell as well that I thought might. The Lamy Safari candies last year, the special editions from last year, mm-hmm. didn't sell that well. I think reflecting back on it now, they came out in like April of last year, mm. kind of when things were going nutso. Yeah. So I think they just kind of got caught up in the COVID shutdown kind of stuff. And we were trying to work from home and we weren't shipping for a while. So just like we did not sell as many as we had projected in the time frame that we normally would have. But then I think in hindsight, it made sense why. Yeah, I think people's minds may have been elsewhere. And that's in that probably month. pretty safe to say. Yeah. On the flip side, in a similar time frame, while we were kind of shut down everything, the Monteverde Ritma came out, which at first we weren't even going to carry it. Nope. 
we basically tried it just kind of on like a, well, we'll see if it does okay. And that pen has been very popular. I surprised all of us. I did not think the pen was going to sell. It really has. So I think like in short, we try our best to predict how things are going to do. And I think we do a pretty good job of it. We have a lot of, you know, a lot of our team members that are spending pretty concerted amount of time and effort trying to predict these things and doing, you know, forecasting and, and trying to buy the right amount as well. Whether we get it or not, it's a whole different story. But I think the biggest thing is um, just that uh, we're never 100% certain. So sometimes we will try carrying things, even if we're like, I don't think this is going to do great, but I'm just unsure enough to be willing to try it and see how it does, <laughs> you know, because sometimes you just never know. That's a good way to put it. Um, and I want to be, I don't become like cynical or jaded and be like, no, right. people aren't going to ever buy this. I'm like, well, you never know. Remember, we have enough examples of things where we're like, well, we weren't going to carry this, you know, like the Jinhao dragon pen. Remember how much Rachel hated that Rachel pen? Still hates that. She pen. still hates that pen, but we all kind of love it. And I hate the tool pen and that thing still sells. It still sells. That darn yep. tool pen. I know. I tell you, um, and, and retro fifty one poppers are always a total like who the heck knows what's going to happen with yeah. those either. Very heavily based on the theme. We Someone have no will be like, idea. Oh look, yeah. here's a you know J Edgar Hoover pen. That's not going to sell. Everybody buys it. Of course, there isn't actually a J, a J Edgar Hoover pen, oh, but well, still, no. like you never know. I'm just saying, like now everybody's going to want one. So <laughs> way to go, Drew. Who you never know um, what sort of retro is going to sell. There you go. All right. Let's move on. That's our Q&A questions for this week. Yes, indeed. Drew, you got a hypothetical for us? I do. We'll go um, back to you this time because, uh, you know. This one, this one is... Mine was, uh, mine was ridiculous. This one is just for you, Brian. Oh, okay. If you could have one fully functional vehicle from a movie, oh. what would it be? Now, when I say fully functional, I mean like if you get the Batmobile, it's going to drive. That That's... I mean, it will operate as a normal vehicle would. I'm not okay. saying it's going to drive up walls and grapple hook and all that stuff. Right. You but, couldn't have it, like, turn into a plane. Right, right, right. It has it to be would, something that, like, could actually physically exactly, exist. Exactly, exactly. So, yes, you can you can choose the Batmobile, but it's not going to do all the crazy crap. Right, right. Okay. One vehicle, huh? One vehicle. One movie vehicle. Oh, boy. Well, you know one of my favorite movie franchises, Drew. I have no idea. What could that be? Fast and Furious. <gasps> I didn't know you liked those. I do like the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> there are so many good vehicles in that whole franchise. Oh, man. That's got to be really tough to narrow down. Mm. Mm. Okay, moving away from Fast and Furious for a hot second, the Mustang that was in Gone in 60 Seconds was pretty sweet. What color was that? It was uh, silver with blue stripes, I believe. Oh, blue racing stripes. That sounds pretty That neat. was pretty sweet. That was a custom one they made for the movie, but they actually like legitimately made that car from the movie as a result. Um, DeLorean's pretty sweet too, but I don't know about that one. That's what I would choose for you, Drew. I'd give, I'd give you a DeLorean if, no, I could, you wouldn't. if I could just manifest one. You know very well that there's one I like slightly better than the DeLorean. Oh my gosh. Oh boy, this changes things. I have to know your car now. You you don't have to because you do already. Um, why am I blanking on this? I don't know. I can't. I don't think of any car other than Back to the Future because that's the only movie I associate with you. Um, what is it, Drew? I'm really blanking. It's big and white. Oh yeah. Okay. Of course, Ghostbusters. Come yeah, on. Ecto-1. You know this. Okay. That's, I, I know definitively. Right. He knows. That's this. so dumb. I yes. should know that. 
Did you course. see? Did you see the trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife? I have not, dude. Yeah, is it looking good? Watch it. Okay, right now. No, not right so now. Just made everybody wait. It's so good. I'm just kidding. It makes me really happy. People like long videos. Um, All right, so go back to you. Okay, Fast and Furious. Gosh, you know. Oh gosh, this is so hard. This is not a so McLaren hard. because in like seventh grade you would draw McLarens. All the time. Didn't you say from a movie, though? Or just any car? I'm just assuming all cars are in Fast and Furious at some point. I don't know. I haven't seen They've these They've never things. had a McLaren. Really? No. Oh, shoot. A McLaren okay. McLaren F1. It was my, that was my car yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. It was on all your, like, notebooks and folders and I, anything you could put that thing whenever on. Whenever I think about Joseph talking about Minecraft or just obsessing about something, I'm like, okay, Brian, remember. McLaren F1, you did the same thing <laughs> yes. at the same age. Joseph will be okay. You, you could rehearse so many stats on that thing. I'm like, I just memorized them all. I remember I hearing you talking. Like, I don't know what this kid's talking about. I memorized stats but. for things that I didn't even understand what they were. <laughs> you know, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, things like how, like whatever, how how they could bank turns yeah, no, and stuff you, like you that. I didn't know how they measured that, but I knew what the number was. It was impressive to me at the time. I'm like, wow, this guy knows a lot about cars. I knew enough about that car at least. Um, yeah, if it was like real life car, McLaren F1 would have to be it. All right, come on. Is movie, that it? Movie car. But movie that's car. Not from, it's not for movie, movie car. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go with the the original Dodge Charger that okay. Dom had in the final scene. I Fast did see the first one. Fast and Furious, so I do know that one of the railroad tracks. Yeah, the Supra that he raced against, pretty sweet as well, but I, 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 dig the, I dig the muscle car a little more than the import vibe. There we go. So that one's it's just classic. It's classic. All right, movie cars, what do you think? And why is the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters the best, best movie car of all time? Are you asking them to... That was a loaded question. Mm-hmm. That was a very loaded question. Mm-hmm. What if they don't think that that's the greatest car of all time? How about we ask everybody what is their movie car that they would pick? That's kind of what I was saying, but then I changed my mind and just you wanted just to impose my will. loaded it right up there. Okay, fair enough. Well, all right. Choose whatever you want, folks. For this week's flex segment, sometimes we do some crazy things. Actually, all the times we do a crazy thing we've never done before, and we're going to continue that trend, and we're going to do a product Spotlight. I wouldn't call this crazy. It's kind of different, but it's we are different gonna, and inconsistent. We're and gonna actually ink up some pens and play with them. So we have the Twisby Swipe, the Swipe, the Twisby Swipe. Now, full disclaimer: Drew, hey, has seen these pens in person. I have not. I've heard about them. I've talked about them, and in fact, I've alluded to them. In previous pencasts, where I mentioned how I talked to <gasps> Philip about all I these remember. things, it was oh, in the yes. preparation of releasing this pen that I've known about for a few weeks at least. Um, truth be told, they've been developing this pen for several years, but it was we were only told about it kind of in concept, and it was only a couple of weeks ago when I was really given any details about what it would be. So we're going to show you, we're going to kind of unbox it and show you what they're like and ink them up a little bit. And because Drew's already played with them, we know that there's some cool things you can do with flicking different pen parts across the room and at each other and things like that if yes. you so choose. So Drew and I are going to revert back to our middle school, um, you know, energy, and we're going we're gonna to go for it. So. Okay, you just be in that other camera. We're also going to give you a, a camera okay. right here. Boop! All right. So, so you can check that out. Got some what Brian's little, hands are doing. Got some little stickies on the side here, as Twisby does, but these are pretty easy to peel off. They are pretty them, easy. I think it's because of the plastic, because of the material. Yeah, but this white case is new. Definitely, yeah, it kind of fits in the same Twisby vibe. Now, this pen is a sub thirty dollars pen, so it's it's gonna be more on the um, affordability side of things. And uh, this is the U.S. version that they're gonna have. It's gonna be slightly different in Europe, 
And I'm not sure about Asia. I think Asia might come the same as Europe's. But in the U.S., they're doing two converters and a cartridge. Mm -hmm. I believe they're not doing two converters with the European version. Oh. Because it's a little more cartridge forward. That's kind of why this pen was developed. It was more for the European market. Um, but that's why I'm very curious to see how it's received in the U.S. So what do you think about the overall styling, Drew? Because it's, it's not the same, like, mostly clear body like you would have, say, associating with an Eco or a 580. If I were a betting man, and I'm not because I always lose, I would say eventually <laughs> they will come out with a clear one. But you're right. It's not clear. The blue one is 100% opaque. And your smoke one over there is semi-translucent. Yeah. That one, the blue one, reminds me, it's really more of a teal, too. It looks a little more teal in person. It than is. What it's I a tur turquoise teal always. Turquoise teal always, yeah. Yeah. Um, the smoke one definitely has more of kind of the classic Twisby vibe. Smoke. So I like the fact that it's got the ink window. Not as necessary on the smoke one because you have the clear vibe uh, already sort of Brian, happening. Brian, I can't open this one. <laughs> What Open that one for about? me. This one? Yes. Is it like, oh, there you go. Yeah, but you had to. You loosened it for me. Yeah, you yeah. Like you had to, that took some effort, right? Did it look like it was taking effort? Did I make any noises like you did? You, you There was an audible pop oh. when you opened it. Yours was yours was a little tighter. This one was not It was much tighter. tighter. It, was tighter. A, it was super tight. Yeah, yeah, it was tight. I mean, I wouldn't say super. No. I, I didn't need to grunt in order to open it, but well, you, you, know, you, you did. Awkward. Anyway. Okay. All right. Yes, it does have an ink window. Hooray for that. Um, but what's under the hood? Tell me about this converter, Brian. This thing's wacky. Yeah. So, okay. The converter is the first thing we got to talk about because they're big. So they are... Oh, they are big. Twisby calls them Standard International, which the ends of them... The end are, is... Is Standard International yeah. with one little asterisk related to Asterisk. Asterisk. Oh, uh, the the inside diameter of the hole of the opening mm -hmm. is standard international, same as you know your typical cartridges and stuff. Fair enough. Um, however, it was told to me. Uh -oh. I have not tested this for myself. It was told to me from Adrian and BK and others who may have been playing with them that the outside diameter of the front of this converter is bigger than your typical standard international converter. Mm -hmm. So you are not going to be able to fit this converter in probably most other standard international cartridge converter pens. Mm, we'll have to test that. So that's something important to realize. Twisby's not advertising it per se as like going to fit all other pens. Right. They designed their own converter, and it's big. The ink capacity is bigger than your typical standard international converter. Mm -hmm. So props to them. And they did it. They designed it all with the maximum like proper ink flow and everything to go with their pen. Um, but it's not going to be as probably standard as the name standard international may imply. Okay. So that's just something important to know and understand. Why do you think this has a hole in the rod? Do you think that has for like air, air stuff? Honestly, I have no idea. Air stuff? I don't know why there's a hole in the center of the rod of the converter. But it's all it's all plastic except it's got a little metal, little metal shroud here at the top. Can you – oh, you can disassemble it. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Oh, yeah. Disassemblability like is great. Okay. So I'm looking at the main the, – the plunger converter, not the twist one. So we don't, I don't exactly know how we're going to get all into this thing, but we're just going to take Look it apart and play with it. how high quality this thing is. Look at this, look at this 
uh, uh, can't show it. This thing's got like double O-ring It's got double happening. O-ring Yeah, scene. man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Actually. That's cool. It looks like the O-rings are removable too. I have no idea what diameter they are or if they're going to have replaceable ones. I would doubt it. It's got a little plastic ball inside there. It's got a spring um, that I believe is a stainless steel spring that, uh, you know, yeah, they corrode wouldn't, they or wouldn't anything like that. They wouldn't put any funky yeah. stuff in there. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's got the little ball, the little agitator ball in there, I don't mm-hmm. know how necessary that is with a spring in there, Probably but I'm, not at all. I'm sure it was intentional that they did it on purpose. But I like that you can it just unscrew really it. It doesn't really shake around. It kind of gets stuck in the spring. Yeah. I like that you can unscrew it and take it apart, though, because when I'm trying to clean out a converter and I've got like a shimmering ink or something mm-hmm. that gets kind of, you know, because me, the way I do my pens, Drew, you, you I like to ink them up and let them sit and dry out yes, real crustified. You're disgusting. And then I have to do a deep clean every single time. Horrible. So for those who are like me, being able to disassemble your converter is a plus. Yes. So I do dig that. And for something that has a giant spring in it and a ball, one might look at this, gaze upon it, and say, there be nooks and crannies. There be nooks and crannies. But you can disassemble it and... Smooth action, though. Yeah, here. Smooth. Here, put it it in the grip section. Uh Uh-huh. Put it in the grip section. Okay. It doesn't screw in. It's just a press press to fit. No, no. Now, pull this down Uh and pull your finger off it real quick. No. Oh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there we go. Oh, you're trying to like make a jump out of the pen. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what you want when you're filling your pen. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should test that, Drew. We should try filling it and then just like letting it go and just letting it spew ink everywhere. Definitely. No. Can make for a good fail video. Um, okay. So, large capacity ink converter. I don't know what the capacity is exactly. Do you know? Do you have, I'm sure we've measured it, but I don't. Have it offhand. Well, let's let's not get too much into this because our audio listeners are going to be like, maybe, maybe. Okay, um, same nib as what you have on the Eco Classic. You know, it's a smaller yes. nib, um, but same, mini same Eco Vac Mini. Uh, I think it's so. A little yeah. nib, yeah. I think so. Little nib. Yeah. Yep. The um, the plastic itself. I don't know exactly what type of plastic it is, but it feels a little more. It doesn't feel like the same thing as what you have on like a 580. It feels more like a eco type plastic, I guess. Mm. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll just go I with you the on different that types of plastic. But it's a it's a pentagonal design on the on the barrel. So the grip itself is sort of round with a little bit of a flare, slightly triangular flare like you would have on. No, it's not even triangular, is it? No, it's perfectly round. So it's sort of like the Eco, how it has like a little bit of flare at the end, except yep. it doesn't have a triangularness. Which to is it nice. All. It's nice to have a stop there. Yeah, you're a big fan of that, aren't you? I don't you want my like fingers. Yeah, I don't want my fingers going. I never have you an know, issue too, with that. Too close to the feed. I never have an issue with like my fingers getting all up. On the well, feed. you know, sometimes know. your body seems, parts don't obey you. It's different for different. I don't know yeah. what that means, but okay. <laughs> um, I like that. You know, it's a snap cap, and there's no like threading. There's nothing harsh here at the step to really get in your way. So sometimes I know it's that's very a, hard to unscrew the grip section, though. Um, very. Only if you very uh, very hard. Yeah, okay. You have to cheat. I was going to say something really somehow. mean about you being weak, <gasps> but I'm not going to. Just as long as you don't Even call me a milk toast, we're, we're cool. Hey, you said it, not don't, me. No, don't you dare. I'm in your head. That's I don't even have to say it, and don't. you're thinking it. <laughs> Look up the definition of milk toast. No, it's M-I-L-Q-U-E-T-O-A-S-T. Look it up, folks. It's All right. A ter- it's a demoralizing definition. So, for those of you listening, I think we should talk Strong about... Strong posting. Yeah, it's, Strong yeah, absolutely. post. That is a... Firm yeah, that's not going anywhere. That is not. That is nowhere. not an accident. Brian, let's talk about this cartridge, man. That is a monster yes. cartridge. Look at that thing. So it that's the ginormous. standard international. Look at that thing. 
That is a chonker. Which, by the way, Drew, recently my kids have learned how to use air quotes, like Joey from Friends style when he's oh, learning good. how to use air quotes. Yep. So they're like using them wrong. So they'll always be like, hey, Dad, you look really good today. And I'm like, oh my God. what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> All right, here. Put, let, do, 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 do this thing over there. What am I doing? You're putting, putting, putting the cartridge in with the spring. Putting the cartridge with yeah. the spring? You don't need to do that. Why do I need a spring well, with I'm my telling cartridge? You. All right, listen, I'm reading so from the official. the spring in first. No, you. And then put the cartridge insane, in. insane, man. Uh, don't you dare. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. For those of you listening, I am reading from the kind official of manuscript included in the twist. Oh my Whoa! god! <laughs> that hit the ceiling. <laughs> just... <laughs> All right, Brian's breaking the universe. I just found my next toy right. at the, my next meeting. That thing's gone. It's gone forever it's now. All right. So, reading from the official prose included in the instruction: optional use with cartridge, not needed during normal use, and it has a red arrow going to the spring. Spring, now we're talking about a spring that goes behind, Brian, behind hmm? the what? included cartridge, behind the cartridge. Like this? And it says that the spring adds extra security for maximum engagement of cartridge during oh. extreme movements. I gave this cartridge some extreme movements yeah, a second ago. E.g. ergo dropping pen on floor, not shooting cartridge into e. atmosphere. E.g. ergo, isn't that redundant? So I put the spring on like this. What? And then no, no, no. What are you? You're, nope, now the spring's spring. gone. Here, take a new spring. Stop being don't awful. Don't get all my parts mixed up. God. Well, you're the. You told me not to get your parts mixed up. You're all right. Mm. So I'm guessing the spring needs to go in the barrel first. Yes, sir. That probably makes the most sense. Ooh, look at that click. Now uh, I know some people are going to wonder about this, Drew. The spring is not a strong enough spring to be able to puncture. Yes, the thing. I have tested that, and it is true. That is that is truth? Okay, because that is a thing with some other pens, like Lamy. Mm. They don't have a spring, but it is designed so that the inside barrel of the pen will like push the cartridge in enough to puncture it. You know, I've never tested that. When you close that. it. That's 100% a fact. All right. You need to watch some of my videos, Drew, because I uh, did it in I a video. I watched plenty of your videos. So right. I'm going <laughs> to... Too much. <laughs> So there, I just I just screwed it down with the spring only, and it's just totally chilling there. Yeah. It has not so punctured. how does it feel? Do you feel it like not it, punctured? Do you feel like it adds any extra balance? I feel like there's like tension. There's a kinetic energy inside this barrel that I can't explain. Do you think it's real though, or do you think it's just in your head? I think it's, I, you know what? I think it's real. <laughs> I do. So it's impossible to know though because I know it's in there. The spring is not necessary. What you would have to do, Drew, is you'd have to hand me All right, two hold pens. On, put, put it back together. Put it back together. You have to hand me two pens, one of which has a spring. And which one of these has kinetic and energy? And one of which doesn't, it. and see if I can feel right, the now, energy. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, Drew's gonna test me on this. No, I'm not. Oh, oh, you're gonna. Yeah, yeah, oh, test oh, me. You actually do it. Okay. Do another pen, and right. I'm gonna have to just hold it blind and tell you one has to have a spring and one doesn't, or you can make one or both or neither. I don't okay, know. one's gonna have. Be a true one's gonna have the converter with the spring in it. One's gonna have. This spring that has kinetic energy happening. Okay. Okay. Okay, mix them up good. I'm not peeking, I promise. There okay. you go. Do I have... Okay. Okay. Which one has the kinetic energy? Yeah, you tell me. Feel it. <sighs> okay. Feel the energy. I feel like one of them is... Actually, kinetic would be wrong. Wouldn't it be potential energy? Because it's not actively oh, moving. Oh, you're right. Mm. Look at the big brain on Brian. Uh, I can't tell. <laughs> uh, potential energy? Huh? No. This one? No. no? Darn it. I mean, it would have potential if you screwed right. down the uh, converter, I guess. I actually, truth be told, I felt ah! 
I felt something different no, on you this didn't. pen. No, you didn't. But Get I thought I thought it was just the weight of the converter. So I guessed the other one because I thought it felt lighter. But I was wrong anyway. All right. Well, we'll have to do we'll have to do like best three out of five. <laughs> so I was totally wrong. Um. All right. Hold on. All right. So there's no. Hold on. Get this back in here. There's no. The cartridge? There's no sixth sense potential energy that you can feel based on the the spring. What a, a, what a nonsense lines. segment. All right. Now okay. you can also do this. Did you did you puncture it though? No, 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 did no. You, oh, oh you're. What are you so, doing? Watch this. What what is happening? Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like we're in sixth grade all over again, Drew. Springs. I legitimately remember sitting with you in class and like assembling pens to fling your, pen parts your, across pi- the room. Your pilot, Doctor Grip. Oh yes, My, I had a mechanical pencil, Doctor Grip. That was. Uh, that was legit. You could take that thing apart and put it back together. Mm-hmm. I I didn't pay attention to many a class while doing that. So All overall, right. the Twisby Swipe is a fun, cool pen mm-hmm. that uh, provides an excellent writing experience because we know that the Mini and all the other ones that have this nib does, so we can say that. And also provides... I just punctured the cartridge. Oh, God. It was a very f- firm I heard puncture, that. and it like shot ink into the grip. Good Lord. Oh, and sp- also provides my spring, fun I and my amusement. Spring. I need to feel the potential energy inside <laughs> of this. Okay. Now, to be fair, if you if you're really like going nuts, like if you go like in a mosh pit or something with this pen in your pocket, I would feel better about having the spring behind this cartridge, Brian, knowing that it won't come loose. It says in extreme movements, e.g., dropping pen on floor. I would say dropping pen on floor. Is even worse a, than a mosh pit. It could happen in a mosh pit. Yeah. What if you drop your body on the floor with your pen in it? Is that considered dropping the pen on the Let floor? Let the pen bodies hit the floor. All right. Nice. Um, well done. Okay. You know, are, right. are, are we are we? So good? it took me a second. Oh, there you go. Oh, I'm just right. I'm writing. I'm yeah, just, yeah, I'm yeah. Moving you, should, you should write. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. A nice broad nib. What is this? Is this a broad? Oh, it's a broad. There you go. That there makes you sense. There go. No wonder it feels so broad. Yeah. Okay, so this is the Twisby, I'm assuming the Twisby black, because it's black ink in the Twisby cartridge. That makes sense. So this cartridge also is a higher ink capacity than your yeah, standard, this, standard international. This cartridge is at least twice the capacity of a standard it's international me, it's short. Meaty. It's meaty. Yes. It's got a lot of potential energy. Yes, this is the beefy version of the standard international yeah. short. Yep. It might actually, I'd, I'd be curious to see whether or not this capacity is... I bet you this capacity is closer to the standard international long than it is to the short. I'm sure it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll measure it at some point. Yeah. Um, I think Crystal's actually somewhere? measuring it right now. She posted um, a is picture right? of it empty. Okay. Yeah. And it all actually right, has. All right. This, so she's probably measuring it right now. We yeah, just got these in, what, yesterday? Yeah, this black piece actually, this? this black piece right here, this plug actually goes up to about there. Is that right mm-hmm. now? Okay. All right. Pretty neat. All right. So the thing about this is not going to be universal to other pens it might well I mean, not not to all standard international but it all depends it on, might fit some it all depends on how wide the opening is on the grip section of uh, uh, feed post. I, don't, I don't feel like most cartridge converter pens have a whole lot of extra space right there at the grip section we'll have to find out so i'm going to say default to it probably not fitting mm-hmm. if it happens to fit any of your other standard international pens cool Go nuts because you have two converters, so you basically have a spare to use in another pen should you be able to do so. Um, yeah, so nib feels smooth, feels very familiar. Yeah, if Ink you own if you is. own a mini or an eco, this is going to be the same writing experience. Yep. Snap cap. Okay. How about the clip? clip it clips feels, very tight. It is very it's tight. A very tight. Clip. So this would not like will fit on my cargo shorts. These are actually kind of thinner shorts. Well, it also does not. Cargo-y. It also does not have a nubbin 
Ooh, upon it's, the it's the tight. clip. It's tight. So it's not going to catch. It's more for like clipping it onto a piece of paper than it is on your jeans. Yeah. Like it's a very, works. very tight clip. That works. Okay. All right. So something to keep in mind. We feel anything like else? we're good on uh, Twisby? I don't know. Does anybody else have any more questions? They're not saying anything. I hear, t- I hear clacking on the keyboard. Maybe I'll just wait. Oh, no. They're just... Wait until you're done typing. They're telling us that we were wrong about something. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. For certain. Yeah. Um, what we did want to say, though, is you are free to ask us questions in the comments. So yes. Drew is going to, if not has already published a first look video. I will have already published it. By the time, time you see yeah. this. So you get to see some of Drew's nonsense. I plan to do a more thorough in-depth review at some point in the next couple of weeks. And if you have questions about anything that we haven't already talked about, then let me know in the comments and I will look at those comments and then try to answer them in the more thorough in-depth review, which there we will go. be much more concise than what we've talked about here. Cool. All right. All right. Brian. Drew. What's happening? What is happening? What is happening? That's the question and we're going you to answer a, it for you. you. a mess of pen parts is what's happening. Yeah, we'll fix that later. Okay. Um, so Brian. Yeah. I went kayaking. Hey. Yay. Haven't Yay. done that in Hooray quite a while. Yes, I yacked it up. Yak. I yacked it up good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Is my... solo yakking or did you go yakking with friends? I went yakking with my bros. All right. Yes. Like your bros no, or your My literal brothers. brothers, yes. Okay. So it was um, my brother Chad's birthday. And so we did a whole day. We went kayaking. We uh, went and ate some tacos. We uh, went to Top Golf for Wait, the first time. Did you bring tacos kayaking? That's for me to know. Are they like camping to... taco? Like um, soft no, tacos, no. Maybe? We, we like... went to we went to a taco establishment and was consumed it like a... tacos on site. Wow, was it like a dockside taco establishment? No, there were no docks involved. This was this was like like completely separate event. Yes, completely. This okay. was Hanover River. This was the South Anna. So oh, okay. Literally took out next to Patrick Henry. That was wow. Like the, that's like the takeout in our nice. old high school. Okay. Yep. There you go. Um, so that was fun. It wasn't too hot. It was hot, but like, it's fine. Um, what is too hot these days? Because this is hot. It's hot in Virginia. Well, no, right now is too hot. But yeah. on the I'm actively, river, I'm actively sweating. It's miserable. On the river, yeah. it was cool, and there was a lot of tree cover. Like the river was a pretty nice. narrow river, yeah. very forested yeah. area. Okay. So, nice. yeah, that was a ton of fun. I, bugs? Uh, Lots of bugs? No, no, no bugs. What? Really? No bugs at all? Wow. And of course, I was fully clothed, long sleeve. Pants. That's probably why you didn't gloves, bugs. hat, neck thing. Gloves? Really? Yeah, paddling gloves. Oh, okay. Do you need grip like while paddling? I, guess? Uh, I think they're supposed to cut. Get wet they're supposed to cut down on calluses. Oh, um, that makes sense. I think okay. they do. Maybe. I see that. I don't know. Yeah. So that was fun, and then we uh, after lunch we went to Top Golf and did that driving range thing. That That's was, pretty cool. I've never done that before. I've done it once. It was pretty fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So I will want to be going back there pretty soon. And it's, it's fun unless you are terrible and everybody else you're with is pretty good. And they're I was, like relying on you to be able to do good. I was better can't. than my brothers, but that's not saying much at all. Like, do you consider I, yourself like a, a golfer? No, at all? no, no. I own a okay. set of clubs. Oh, but uh, that's something. only because my two friends enjoyed golf and I wanted to go with them. So I went to the used sports equipment store Ooh, and nice. bought a uh, uh, I believe it's real leather. I'm not sure, but it's purple and white and has Dr. Pepper embroidery all over it. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty swanky bag. Nice. Yeah, I'm like a, I guess I'm a pro when I think about it, really. Basically, yeah. I can shoot like a nice, you know, solid 130, you know. 
Is that good? No, no that's terrible. That's it very sounds, terrible. Yeah. You know, that's, that's god awful. That's not one of the games where the higher the No, I'm the type right? of guy that, like, I will f- pick up any ball that I find because I need, like, 24 of them in for an 18-hole Oh, run. 100%. Yeah. Um, garbage. Oh, I anticipate at least three balls lost on every hole <laughs> for me personally. <laughs> we should because go together. Because you know, you know me, Drew. I do not do anything halfway. No. When I will I, tell you, one of the most terrifying experiences I know what you're gonna bring up. of you're my bring up. life. Bowling. It, no. Okay. One of no, the most ahead, terrifying experiences in my life was being in a racquetball court with this man. Oh, yeah. Like in an enclosed cube of death yes. with Brian Goulet trying to slaughter a racquetball yeah. with every ounce of his energy. I'm a really Sorry. I'm a really nice person, but not on the racquetball court. No. No. I got hit by the ball, like in the thigh. And oh, yeah. Like, this is part of the... You were in the way. Oh, my God. You were like in a, the way it was of the like ball. A, it was like a meteor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I go nuts. I hit myself too, but you know, anyway. I don't have a lot of control, but I have a lot of power. Anyway, I'm that going was... for it. I'll die for that ball. <laughs> I might slam my head into the wall, but I'm going to die for that ball. Yeah, no, don't. Oh, no, God, that was terrible. Uh, but no, we have done company bowling events as well. We have. Like, you, 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 no one throws the ball harder than I do. No, the bowling ambiance. It's like we've got like, you know, 20 people reserved on, you know, several different lanes. Yeah. And you'll hear the, the bowling ambiance like haha laughter, you know, drinks being poured. And then the, the sounds of balls being hit. And then you'll hear a. And you're like, dang, Brian. Like, my, did the ball even. My giant long arms. Did the, did, are you shot putting like the thing? The, like, sometimes I have done God. that before. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. yes. Fun weekend. Fun weekend. Yes. Oh, I also uh, decided to commit to watching every single Marvel film in chronological order. Whoa. Like timeline order. Not there's like, a bunch of them, aren't there? There's like 24, yeah. That's a lot of movies. Yeah. I don't care about anything enough to watch that many movies in a row. Well, all right. Well, Even Fast and Furious, I wouldn't like watch them all in a row. Well, I I've still never seen Tokyo Drift. Yeah. It's well, going to be amazing. And you. you're going to think I'm super cool for doing that. Hmm? You're going to admire me. Like wow, that's sure. true. I respect that man's yeah. commitment and discipline. Sure, I mean, it's something I'm not disciplined <laughs> enough to do. So, what you been up to? How was Rocks. your week? You had you had a whole week off, man. I did I had an actual week off? Yeah, like family vacation. We went to a lake house. Family friend had the lake house, and we got to go there with Rachel's side of the family. Um, it was good. I have a good relationship with the in-laws. You know, I've got a niece and nephew who are younger than my kids. So that's delightful. That was a lot of fun. I'm like, oh boy, I'm glad my kids are a little older now because, yes, whenever you get together with kids that are younger than yours, you're like, oh, I don't miss those days. They're no. cute, but wow, no. no. And then you like talk to them and they don't listen and, you know, just cause a bunch of chaos. Oh, goodness. You know, my nephew like literally fell asleep in the water swimming. Like he was safe. He's four, but he like was like, you know, playing like near his mom and he just like rested on her shoulder and fell asleep mid swim. And he slept for like an hour. So she like held him for a while and then she put him in like an inflatable sloth on the dock. And then he just like was like all nestled there in this little sloth. That's pretty adorable. Pretty, it was pretty adorable. Yeah. But it was like he would be running around doing chaos and he'd do stuff like that. So yeah. it was just like, but then when you have like four kids and then all the grownups and everything, it's just like, it's kind of chaotic. Yeah. I mean, anybody that's done like large family vacations, we haven't done a whole lot of those. So it was like, wow, this is... Uh, this is kind of a lot. It's good that you. It's good that you uh, are really close with your in-laws, though. Like that, yeah. that. That's a. That's a big win. Yeah, 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 definitely. And Rachel and I have been together for almost twenty years now. So I mean, our, our history goes deep. Yeah. Did you have any like relaxing moments there at all? Like, were, yeah. the, were the nights quiet? Yeah, yeah, definitely had some relaxing moments. Um, they had a pool table there, which I've not played billiards uh-huh. in quite some time. 
And so I got to teach both of my kids how to play pool. Nice. And they like took to it really well. And Ellie, man, let me tell you, that girl, she's a, a smack talker, man. She is a hustler, yeah. Yeah, she uh, she definitely has got some confidence about her. So. Oh, my God. But they, they both took to it really well. I was surprised. I am so terrified when she's my boss. Yeah, me too. She's going to overtake me and oh. oust me at some point. But anyway, at least I can still physically hold my own at this point. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that was that was fun. Got to make good memories with the kids. Very cool. Um, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, also, um, gotten attacked by yellow jackets several times oh on my God. property. Yeah, it's been a blast. Why does your, why does your property hate you? Like Don't, you, you've been like it's tried to kill you multiple times. Oh yeah, poison ivy. Oh or, yeah, lots of poisonous things. Yes. Yeah, the yellow jackets thing was new. You know, we've lived in our property for nine years. Um, literally three different like corners of the property. So maybe it's the you know I doubt it's the same nest, but like I've I've. I'm not talking like got stung once. I'm talking like disrupted the nest and gotten stung like a dozen times oh, each time. Because yellow jackets are nasty. Oh, yeah. I've run they over one with mean. lawnmower before. Yeah. So the first time I was like way back in my woods, I'm like cutting a trail and I was like cutting into a log and I got stung once and I was like, okay, I clearly disrupted something. So I moved to a completely different part and I was using a tiller and I was like tilling part of the ground. Oh, no. And I tilled up a whole oh, nest. Oh, no. I tilled up a whole nest. Oh, no. Yeah. And they like came after me, but it was kind of like dusk, so I couldn't really see them. Mm. I just started getting stung and I just ran. Like ninjas <laughs> in the night. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So ah. that, that, and that was in the same day. And oh, I was like, God. I was like, really? So then I took a little break. Did you say some words, Brian? On, oh, I said some words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which. Honestly, if you're getting stung by yellow jackets, the worst thing you can do is like run and flail your arms and oh. swat them. But literally, I, I couldn't do anything else. Right. Like instinct kicked in. Yeah. Because a little fun fact about me, the first time that I mowed my lawn as a kid when I was seven with a push mower, I ran over a yellow jacket's nest and they swarmed me and like chased me into the, like almost all the way into the house and stung oh my, my legs and everything. So like there was like some like deep lizard brain like stuff in here neurologically that's like Yellow jackets, like they are no fun. And they're 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 <laughs> at this point, I believe, your arch enemy. I think you can say that safely. I would say so. Yeah, more like so if, than if any other created, insect. If you created like a supervillain that would fight Brian, it would be like hmm. a yellow jacket with like poison ivy weapons. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. That, that's that's your Lex that Luthor. That'd be pretty bad. That'd be pretty bad. So then went on vacation. Okay, cool. I'm gonna stay out of the woods for a little bit. Come back from vacation. Go to mow my lawn. But this is still happening. This happened a couple days ago. There's more. Yeah. Oh this my is, god. So this is like so that that those two happened in one day. Dude. And then I come back from vacation and I'm mowing my lawn, completely different section of the property, hundreds of feet away, and I apparently run over a nest that's in the ground. Again, keep in mind, I've been mowing my lawn every week this entire year. I've been mowing it for 9 years. Never come across yellow jackets in my yard until now. So, don't know what the heck that's all about. Oh my god. So, I ordered a beekeeper's outfit. <laughs> Should be delivered today. Wait, you're serious? I'm serious. You ordered an actual beekeeper's outfit? Yeah, because I need to eradicate these nests. I can't like mow my lawn now. Oh, okay, okay. Like, sorry, I thought no, I no, pictured no, no, no. you like mowing the grass in the beekeeper's outfit. I probably will the next time I mow, just in case I happen to run over any other ones. Because at this point, I'm like friggin' yeah. like three times in a row. Really? Oh just let it go back. Why to not nature? four? You know, like. And I'm reading all this stuff up about yellow jackets more than I want to know, by the way. Literally, while I still have like stings active on my body. Uh. And so I'm like, okay, I'm reading up about these dang things. And it's like, oh, when it's really hot, they're less active. And I'm like, bull crap. <laughs> like, 
they're freaking coming after me. And they're like, oh, they're less active towards dusk. I'm like, nope. Every time I, I got I, stung was at like seven o'clock at night. Yeah, I read that too. No. That was when I went and That's poured gasoline on them. Yeah, so I'm going to try to eradicate them. Oh, you my know? God. I don't feel good about that, but at the same time, I can't, like, my kids don't want to play in the yard now because daddy keeps getting stung all over the place. Yeah. And yeah. I don't really want to be out there either, and it kind of freaks me out. So I got to take care of that. So I bought a beekeeper suit because, yeah. quite frankly, I'm sick of getting swarmed by entire nests of yeah. yellow jackets. Well, they're not butterflies, so I mean... Yeah, I mean, they don't feel but so bad. They, you know, you could argue they help pollinate. They don't really though, uh, but they do help. They're 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 predators, so they do help eat other bugs. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, whatever. Like, I don't. <laughs> can you? Can I have something else that eats other bugs that doesn't attack me when yeah. I'm trying to do yard work? So that's a whole thing. Yeah. And like, I'm not allergic. I have no had had no. Um, what's it called? Anaphylaxis type reactions, which mm-hmm. is the really scary stuff. But I do have, like I have a cousin who does and I know other people that do and it freaks me out because I spend a lot of time outside and I'm like, if I have to carry around an EpiPen being constantly worried, that would suck lifestyle wise. Yep. So I'm a little bit paranoid about that. But um, the last time I got stung, uh, my hand swelled up like crazy. Just my hand. I got stung like five times in different places, but for some reason, just one hand swelled up a lot for like four days straight. It was really weird. You know, never had that happen. I did hear about this. Are we going to be able to show a picture of that? I did take a picture. It, I don't know. I'm not sure how much it comes across in the picture, but I did take a picture of it. Now my hand is okay. It's kind of back to normal. And you saw like on video what it looked like. It oh, was it looked like weird. a cartoon hand. It looked like Tom Cruise's fake hands from Tropic Thunder. It did. Yeah, it, th- it looked like I was wearing a boxing glove, almost. <laughs> it was, like I mean, it's like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man kind of thing. But it was really odd, and it kind of hurt. So, thankfully, that's all you know, calm down. But now I'm just like, great, I'm gonna let my guard down. I'm, I'm going to go mow the lawn again next time. I'm going to get attacked. So we will also need a picture of you in the, in the beekeeper's <sighs> suit. Okay. As well. I'll see what I can serve up. Thank you very much. If I get it today, maybe I'll throw it on and, uh, you know, take yes. a pic for you. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? Even better would be you taking the flamethrower out there to the yellow jackets and just <laughs> burning them all. <laughs> Pour gasoline on it and then light it with the flamethrower. Or just the flamethrower. I did, no. um, I did set my mulch on fire with a flamethrower. So last time I used a flamethrower, <laughs> which you're not supposed to do. Last time I used oh, really? A fl- no, I really did. Last time I used, I used a flamethrower, it had recently rained, so everything was kind of wet. Mm-hmm. So that was fine because stuff doesn't immediately catch on fire when it's wet because you got to kind of burn it for the moisture. This time I did it, it was, it was uh, hotter and drier and it had not rained as recently. So everything was a little uh, crispier. And uh, I legitimately like set my mulch on fire, had to go grab the hose and put it out because like... I was, I was like doing, and it was like, I had a plant kind of coming over, had the mulch. I was just doing my, my, my pavers, you know, and I had the mulch next to it and the heat. I didn't, I didn't like light the mulch on fire, but the heat kind of dissipated and went over and, and it lit the mulch on fire. It was small. It was small. It was safe. But I was like, okay, I was looking out for it. That's why I saw it. And I was like, there's a lot of smoke coming Mm. from underneath that plant. That's not normal. And I, no, (laughs) she doesn't watch Pencast, so she'll. She probably won't know. <laughs> we could we could make this a slice. Make it. <laughs> At this point, Rachel's just, like she just shakes. She just shakes her head. She's oh like, God. "What does she know?" Like, well, I'm husband's not, out there. I'm not even safe. Suit, I'm not burning even mulch. <laughs> I don't even know what to say at this point <laughs> about my adventures. On my this is on my own property. Like, I'm not even safe on my own property. Um, but anyway, oh. yeah. So that's been fun. The whole yellow jacket adventure. Um, also. <laughs> More adventurous. Um, so I got to I got to go tubing on a boat at the lake. Okay, well, this is good. Nothing bad can happen here. Oh, yeah. Well, so for one, both Rachel and I 
each lost our sunglasses at the bottom of the lake. Um, hers was, you know, she had, she has these glasses that like have these like magnetic, like she has prescription glasses oh, and yeah. she has these magnetic, like little clip on. Oh, she lost prescription glasses? Of, no, she, oh. the glasses are fine, but she had these like, like magnetic clip on sunglasses that can go over the prescription oh, thing. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. And we're on the boat and she just turned her head and they just like, boom, like flung right off. I guess the magnet just like gave up yeah. at a certain angle. The wind just hit it right. And literally I was looking at her when it happened. It just like, boom, they were gone. And it was like, well, those are, those are not happening anymore. So she's got to get some new ones of those. My brother lost his um, sunglasses while we were kayaking too. Is that right? We were literally talking about Top Golf, and he got really <laughs> excited. He's like, oh, "I can't wait for Top Golf." <laughs> he like flung his <laughs> glasses like, off his head. Yes, <laughs> he was just really excited. Oh yeah. So I lost mine because I wiped out inner tubing behind the boat, uh, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, it was like a it was like a wipe out. All right, I mean, were, you, were you going up and then like went back? No, it was a big side? it was a big heavy like multi person kind of tube that like basically was almost impossible to flip. But, you know, I told my father-in-law to like basically try to make me flip. So I was kind of asking for it, but I was wearing my sunglasses and they were they were gone. I don't even know what I looked like, but I know that I got turned all over which way. Yeah, it was pretty fun though. I had a, I had a blast. So anyway, um, that was cool. And then, uh, you know, kind of related, on, I'm on this building kick with, with Joseph and, and Ellie. You know, building the connects yeah, roller yeah. coaster. All We're continuing on this trend. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So um, I have a lot of Lego Technics. I love Lego Technics. Right. That's and like that, that's like like less blocks and more of the rods, rods and, and holes. gears, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. there's a lot of functionality to them. Oh. So I have a lot of kits, and there's always an A kit and a B kit. So there's always like the main kit, and then there's some alternate set that you can take the same pieces yeah. and build some alternate. Yeah, I've seen thing. Legos that do that. Yeah. So I have a bunch of like larger sets that I've never built the alternate set before. And some of these I've had for years. And so I kind of told Joseph for a long time, it's like, oh, yeah, we should build the alternate crane or whatever. And uh, oh, yeah. we you just never really did it. You the crane in the background of one of your videos. I did, but I took it home yeah. because I wanted to. I remember be, that one. I, I wanted know. to build the B kit. So I'll throw a pick on here, too. I, we built the alternates, you know, B kit. So crane. what's the so alternate to the crane? It's a different crane. Oh, it's still a crane. Okay, yeah, cool. it's still a crane. But uh, yeah, and now we're working on, we have this cargo plane that uh, you can build into a hovercraft. This sweet looking boat thing. So we're working on that right now. Hovercraft is definitely the cooler. I mean, you can determine. Hovercraft's cooler than a crane? No, no, no. Hovercraft's cooler than a plane. Ah, it's a pretty sweet cargo plane, though. Oh, okay. They're both pretty sweet. So anyway, having a blast. Spending a good time with the kids, building stuff, doing things. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. That is cool. Yep. All right. Anyway, that's enough for me. Got lots of craziness going on. Yeah. All right, company updates. Company. We can hit these pretty quick. Um, we have lots of new and coming soon products. It's kind of been an unusually busy summer for us. Um, it's 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 usually a bit of a lull. We have, we have a pretty busy spring coming off the holidays. Things start to calm down a little bit. A lot of people are traveling in the summer, and yep. so not as many new product launches are typically happening in the summer. Yeah. But this year is a little different. Yeah, I think that some things kind of got frozen in time during the yeah. height of COVID in 2020. And then mm-hmm. so the normal timeline of launches and stuff yeah. just didn't happen. Basically, just nothing is going to plan. Yes. Everything's getting extended, delayed, et cetera. That. So it's kind of like, all right, well, whenever this stuff happens to show up, we'll just do what we can with yep. it. So there's a lot of that happening. So very busy with photography, new product listings and things like that. But then, of course, we're like completely out of one or two nib sizes of a given pen. We, you know, it's total who knows what is happening and stuff will just randomly show up when we thought it wasn't going to be here for two months and then something else it doesn't arrive for three months and now it's all of a sudden here. So lots of craziness. We try to keep you guys in, in, in you know, in the loop on that kind of stuff. But 
basically look at our new arrivals, look at our coming soon things. We try to keep it updated, but it's been keeping us interesting. Yeah, and keep an eye also on our sale section and our mm. bottom shelf section as yeah. well. We just added, um, today is Wednesday when we're recording this, we just added a bunch of new fun stuff to those sections as well. If you go to mm -hmm. specials, it'll give you a drop down for a bunch of other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And our bottom shelf stuff's really nice. Like we clean it, like it's, it's, it's good. It's not like jacked up, broken, yeah, cracked we have, nonsense. We have very high standards for ourselves for that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we also did, uh, we had, was it last week? Was National Hot Dog Day or hot something dog, like yes. that? Yes. So we, uh, we had some hot dogs and corn dogs. And that's been talked about. Still. We had corn dogs last week. Today on Wednesday, Today we, had hot, we had hot dogs. Yeah, we're keeping that train rolling. Yes. And we did like a Kona ice truck, like a little snow we cone did. truck and stuff like that. Parked right outside today, gave everybody yep. some frosty treats. Yep, because it's hot as crud. So little fun things like that, trying to keep the morale going. Uh, you hear it uh, Works at for me. GPC. All right, Drew, what is on your desk right now? What are uh, you using? Really, the only thing was this Monteverde Innova. Yeah. I wanted to choose a pen to test with the Private Reserve Infinity, the Prinfinity inks, as you mentioned. <laughs> That's right. Um, because I love the pen. Um, I don't know if you know this, but tell me what number is on the, uh, that pen right there. Hey, oh, hey. that looks like a 1984 out of 1999. Yes, it is. Uh, so I definitely cherry picked this one, but. It's one of my favorite pens, and yep. I think it's a great example of Monteverde doing a really, really awesome pen at a really, really affordable price. Yeah. But I didn't use it a lot because it just—I don't use it all the time. So right. if I, you know, leave over the weekend, I'd leave it at work, and I come back on Monday or try to pick it up Tuesday, and it was just a little dry. You're you're pulling up Brian. You're like so, using your pens intermittently and letting them dry out on you. <laughs> well, it shouldn't dry out, but it kind of did. And it would write yeah. okay, but I could tell I'm like, this is writing a little drier. So mm -hmm, this was a perfect mm -hmm, candidate mm -hmm. for me to try the PR Infinity Ink. Okay. And so far it's been fantastic. And yeah? I've been writing with the- Has it kind of saved it for you? Yeah, it really has. And I've been writing with the turquoise color and it's like, I can use it now. And yay. Nice. So now I will say, because this was a pen I specifically inked up to try out inks, mm -hmm. it is the fourth pen I currently have <gasps> inked up. You broke your own rule? But it was, it's, this is for a practical work purpose. I mean, that's how I justify all of my pen things. No, so. I'm not like you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yes, that's what I've been writing with. It's been delightful. I'm slowly turning Drew into me. No. He, in his, no. in his Twisby video, <sighs> he says, converter instead of cartridge multiple times. multiple times multiple. classic brian style yeah. and he's like i gotta correct that in the audio i was like just throw a lower third over it man get on with your day it's okay uh. i do that all the time by the way folks um especially early days you could say i would comment on my own footage in post-production i would just like be talking about myself in the lower thirds <laughs> on the in the video and be like what the heck are you talking about or i really messed that up <laughs> you know because no one was watching those back in the day. Some of those earliest days, they haven't even broken a thousand views after 11 years. So still nobody cares. Anyway, that's the thing. Uh, me, I've had um, basically, well, I've had stuff on my desk, but I haven't been here. So I'm now getting to play with some of these things, like the Twisby pens flinging parts all over the place. The you know, both of the- 2000 Brown, the Kinshu. We're definitely missing a spring, by the way. It's on the floor. Okay. Yeah, I know it's over there. I just there's all this equipment here, and I'm just not going to go climbing through it. All right, sorry. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with all this for sure. Though I'm gonna get this mosaic going because I want that to be here next time. I'm nice. gonna bring it home though because I want to play around with it and make other things with it probably. So yeah, that's what I've got going on. All right. 
Nice. I think that's about it for this that week, about right? It. All right, let's wrap this thing up. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Please leave us some feedback about how we're doing. Ask us random questions so that we can answer them on the show. Leave us comments, especially about your movie car or whatever we asked about earlier. I think that was it. Um, check out goodlypens.com for all your fountain pen, ink, and paper needs. Like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, as well as Instagram, podcast, Pinterest, whatever you want. You can email us at pencast at goulaypens.com if you want to whatever get in touch with us in the audio format you can do that uh we are going to be off next week on the pencast because i will uh you know un- be unable to film on our normal schedule it's, it's all my fault don't blame drew uh, but then we're finally going to start trying to do a weekly show so we announced well over a month ago i think that we were going to start doing a weekly show we, were well, like, we knew this was going to happen we say we're one like, day it'll be weekly but weekly we can't do August. it we can't do it yet we have intentions to do it weekly but we're not so basically we just told you something that wasn't possible for a while. So really what we should have said next week, the next filming, we should say now we're doing it weekly. Yes. But we just wanted to lead up to it. Anyway, we have good intentions, but that's all we got. So my fun random fact for today is that a 2013 UK study from online retailer littlewoods.com observed young children and recorded the questions they asked the adults around them. The children tended to turn to their mothers for answers probably smart on the kids part in my house anyway and these moms could end up answering an average of nearly 300 questions per day or one question every two and a half minutes this study found the moms reported that the hardest questions they were asked included why is water wet and what are shadows made of wow (laughs) is it any wonder my moms are tired all the time kids pestering you with questions about why is water wet i've definitely heard my share of those questions for sure yeah do you ever do you ever go to archer and you know, ask you some random question and you just say go ask your mother you ever, do you ever pull that one out um no but there are those moments where he just asks the room and both shannon and i are like <laughs> you're gonna get this so it's just quiet <laughs> so he just he just throws it out there oh yeah he doesn't oh, wow. usually address it to anybody really yeah he's just like you oh, know, okay Oh yeah, oh, so many. Well, my kids are very direct. Usually, they're, 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 usually yeah. it's hypotheticals. Like, oh okay, yeah, he's at that hypothetical age. Oh my god, yeah, the most ridiculous hypothetical. Oh yeah, definitely. My kids do plenty of that too. Like, would you rather be a car or a strawberry? <laughs> I, I, are either I of these know. sentient? Like, <laughs> I don't. No joke. I'm neither one. You feel anything, so no, it doesn't no, really matter. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. So many. I actually used to write down some of the hypotheticals my kids would come up with because they were so silly. But then I just got tired because they just, they do it for years. Yes. So, so like, <laughs> it loses its charm. Yeah, it's after like, a while. oh, this is cute. Wait, no, this isn't going to stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. My kids are a little older now, so they're, they're definitely getting into like snark territory. God, especially that Ellie, huh? Both of them. Both mm. of them. Joseph would just like get super one track mind. So everything is related to Minecraft. And he just does not read the room as to who is interested <laughs> or cares or has context. So that sounds like me. Yeah, it just just be very, interested in my thing. Very unobservant. I mean, bless his heart. He's a great kid. But just I, I was the same thing at that. Yeah, age, you absolutely. Know what I mean? But you'll just like you know be talking about your normal day. I'm you know, talking to Rachel and like oh, okay, we, oh, you gonna, okay, you're taking the kids to the dentist tomorrow. Okay, cool. So I'll be back at one o'clock, and then he'll be like, "Ah, that that's like a redstone blood blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's a Minecraft thing." And I'm like, 
okay. Like I just, I don't even have a response because this is like so breaks the like yes. the conversation. Oh, but it's amazing. clear that like he sees the entire world with a Minecraft lens. That's amazing. There are worse yeah. things he could be into for sure. Fair enough. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Good kid. Anyway, so there you go. Hope you all enjoyed this. Be sure to. Uh, I already told him all that. Uh, take a break and yeah, there you you go. Know, enjoy your next couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Self care. I'm so hot. One thing as we <laughs> as we finish out here, because I got up early and I was like, oh, they can probably see the pillow on my seat. So I don't know if y'all realize this. <laughs> so I'm very, <laughs> you know, I had to bring a special little Easter egg at the end of the, the episode. <sighs> so I'm a very large person in general, <laughs> but I'm very disproportionate. So I have an extremely short torso and I have very long legs and arms. Um, I'm basically like a Muppet. <laughs> and so uh, when we do this recording sitting next to each other, I literally have to sit on like a booster pillow so that Drew and I are, are even approaching the same height. So like I have to sit on this little pillow here. <laughs> Otherwise I'm down here and I'm like a little kid. But my arms are so long that my elbows like <laughs> spread out across the whole table. I'm so awkward. Like Rachel and I sit, I, I don't adjust the like height of the seat in the car because Rachel and I sit at the exactly eye level together. That's so crazy. Even though she's five five and I'm six one, you know, but I can't, I can't ever like scoot the car seat back far enough yeah. because my legs are so long. Oh yeah. Like Rachel, she had a Honda Accord, right? That was her car that she had when we first got married and whatnot i literally bent the seat in that car because i couldn't scoot the seat far back enough so i had to like kind of twist my like hips and lean a bit to fit my foot on the gas pedal and over time from sitting in her car my right butt cheek made the seat like vi like visibly sink down because of my awkwardness and large size i feel like that's something to be proud of is it? Literally a bun of steel. Yeah. Also, I sweat through this entire pillow every time we do a pen cast. <laughs> so it used to be out there like on the sofa. And now I'm like, I can't have no, anybody no, else sit on your this pillow. That's this is your my, personal pillow now. My swamp butt <laughs> pen cast pillow now. So on that note. We should we should find a way to <laughs> sell a swamp week. butt pen cast swamp pillow. Butt pen cast. Isn't it cool though? That's like the ink and water. It's so cool. We should You should get one. Around our office. Custom swamp butt <laughs> Pencast pillow. I'll even sit on it for you and before I send it out. That way it's nice and swampy when it gets All to right. you. All oh, right. It doesn't smell great. I need, Why did you step I need to wash it. You have such a problem smelling stinky things. Stop it's it. Like, it's like the oh my God. Mary Catherine Gallagher when she like. Seriously, with there. Noodler's pens, with old you coffee know? found in the photography office. Oh, why do I keep All smelling right, it? Put it away. It's such a weird God. smell. Like, I don't know what's going on. Bye. Bye, everybody. Have, have a, a great, great day. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs>